Good morning, Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. He's Griffin. Busy day ahead. Got a lot to do. Glad that you are with us on a Thursday edition of the program. Today's show brought to you by our newest partner here at GCR. I've been a fan for a long time. Welcome aboard UMBC Athletics. Welcome back, I guess is the way I should say it. They've been a partner before. We love the Retrievers. UMBC Basketball is back at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena. Get your tickets right now for some big early season matchups. The men host local rivals like Coppin State on November 30th. Morgan State on December 10th. The women face American on December 18th. Be there for game day at the peak. Get your tickets for the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena right now at umbcretrievers.com. Lots to do on the program today. We will preview Ravens-Panthers. The great Brian Baldinger is going to join us. He'll be on the call for Compass Media Network's national radio broadcast of the game. Also, our old friend Al Wallace, former Terp, former NFL defensive lineman, now a radio host down in Charlotte. We will preview the Panthers. Also figure out uh, what he thinks about the University of Charlotte hiring Biff Pogey as uh, their new head coach. My uh, One of my best friends. It's going to be weird. It's always weird whenever I try to put him in a show as a guest because I don't, I don't know how to do that. This is one of my closest friends on the face of the planet. Uh, A.J. Francis, of course, the former Terp and former NFL defensive tackle who is now top dollar part of Hit Row on Friday Night Smackdown in WWE. He's going to join us because we need you to come out Saturday to the Maryland-Ohio State game and bring your canned goods, your non-perishable food items. I will be hitting up a local grocer in the next 24 hours and cleaning them out of all of their ramen noodles. That is always my play. It's a tradition for the A.J. Francis or Francis Sports Academy. I don't even sure what we call it anymore, food drive, um, is I just stop by whatever grocery store is on the way and I purchase all of the ramen noodles they have. And it does not cost that much money. Like, it's a ton. I will fill... Uh, I, I remember one year my son and I went together, and the shopping cart was filled, and then we were carrying, like, four more boxes, and, like, total it cost something like 80 bucks. It was not that bad. And we had... The real problem is when I get to the game, and then I need to... Because for, for whatever reason, we never get particularly close parking for the food drive. They're always like, oh, yeah, we got your parking. And then it's like you know, down by Bentley's or something like that. And I'm like, wow, this isn't going to work. So last year I pulled up, because we did the basketball game last year, I pulled up, I decided I was going to pull up right in front of the arena, unload everything, and then go to wherever I was supposed to park, and then I'd come back. So I do that, and I come back, and half of the ramen noodles are missing. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Somebody legitimately came by and stole... All of these ramen noodles. Now, I realize I'm on a college campus. Like, I understand that ramen noodles go a long way on a college campus. Are you effing kidding me? It turns out AJ had just carried them up. He saw them stacked up, and he just started carrying them up to the top of the stairs at the arena. It was like carrying 10 boxes at a time all the way up. It was quite the athletic feat, actually. Um, it's a great day. Uh, come out. If you've got a kid who's a WWE fan, they would probably be stoked to meet Top Dalla, 
and um, you got the opportunity to take care of some folks that needed all of this benefit. Sarah's house. We'll talk more about that with AJ a little bit later on in the program. We will make our picks. KZ will join us again for that. And also today, segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show with special guest Calais Campbell. So a lot to do on the program. <sighs> Before we get to all of that, um, a couple of thoughts. One, I, my God. I hope that at some point I'll be able to use Twitter again for my dumb purposes. It's really awkward when I want to tweet about Wrexham and and no one cares because the ats have just been murdered by one tweet yesterday uh, from Jacoby Jones. I also get the sense that people might have been disappointed to find out that the entirety of the conversation, which was amazing, was not Jacoby Jones crapping on the Ravens not having wide receivers. It was just sort of a throwaway after we had this unbelievably hilarious, very not safe for work conversation reflecting on the 10th anniversary of the Super Bowl. And then at the end, you know, he, he throws in the line. We were talking about Lamar, and he said, you know, if Lamar had me, Tori, and Anquan, he wouldn't be running at all. Whatever the word. I don't even remember the exact wording of it. I don't think it's that deep. <laughs> like, I think it turned into this bizarre, like, it got way more legs than I thought it was going to get. I, I told Griffin it was an important quote. Yeah. I was like, dude, make sure you get this. Because I thought people would have a little fun with it. It became, it took on a life of its own. And I I thought, rather, the quote was, if Lamar had me and Quan and Tori, he wouldn't be running anywhere. It, it became this entire thing, man. One. The point is, that's the best group of, <laughs> I mean, there's six different tentacles to this. There was a group of people that was trying to pretend like that wasn't even all that good of a wide receiver group. I swear to God. Like, it was one of the funniest bits I saw in response to this all night. It was, like, later on in the night, there was – there's always – who was the comedian that did the bit about how there's always someone tweeting something that nobody's saying, right? And like, that you watch Steph Curry play basketball, and there's always somebody tweeting, like, I thought you told me Steph Curry couldn't shoot. I thought you told me he couldn't hit three-pointers, right? Like, there was a comedian who did an entire bit about this. And – and it's it's gold because I one of the tweets that I saw last night was something like, yeah, well, that group almost lost to San Diego and they almost lost to Denver. And I was like, oh, my God, we're really trying to do we're trying to make it so that what a take this is. The take is that wasn't a good group of wide receivers. Holy hell. Like we are all over the place. We will just say anything on Twitter. The point from Jacoby Jones is well taken. It's a shame Lamar Jackson hasn't had a more qualified group of wide receivers to work with. For a split second last season, he had Rashad Bateman and Hollywood Brown, who were both healthy at the same time. It was a split second, and it was the closest thing he's had to a qualified set of wide receivers. Not otherworldly, not Miami, not Minnesota, it was as close as he's had to a qualified set of wide receivers together. And it was fleeting. Unfortunately, Rashad Bateman, you know, has had issues staying healthy. It was fleeting. Jacoby Jones' point, well taken. It would be nice if he could just have a qualified group of wide receivers. That's the funny part about the way that, that even we look back on that group. No, that group wasn't Randy Moss and Chris Carter either. That wasn't the best set of wide receivers that's ever been on a field together. 
It's as good as we've ever had in Baltimore. I understand the bar is very low. It's a very, very low bar. But the best set of wide receivers the Ravens ever had was Anquan Bolden, Torrey Smith, and Jacoby Jones together on a field. And I get it. Like, none of those guys are Hall of Famers. I think Anquan Bolden is more deserving of the Hall of Fame than he's getting credit for, and it frustrates me. But And, and I, I hope that at some point he gets there. But it is far from a sure thing that he'll ever be in the Hall of Fame. Obviously, the other dudes will never sniff the Hall of Fame. Jacoby's point is well taken. But then there was this group of truthers who was like, well, I want Lamar Jackson to run. You're reading into this too much. Jacoby Jones isn't saying Lamar Jackson shouldn't run. He's just making a point about the fact that he hasn't had wide receivers. That's it. It ain't that deep. Settle down. It was a silly, fun little thing that he said. It's a shame Lamar Jackson hasn't had a better group of wide receivers to work with. That even if he could just had something that resembles the group that the Ravens had in 2012, my God, how much better would that be? So... I appreciate that most, I think most of you understood that. I think most of you understood what Jacoby Jones was trying to say. I feel like a few of you did not. I feel like some people just want to scream and and lose their minds on the internet about anything at all. And it's, it, it's, it's a, what, what, a, what a world we live in. What a world we live in when we can't just have Jacoby Jones making a statement that seems... About as honest as possible. It'd be nice for Lamar Jackson to have had better wide receivers. Agreed. Agreed. Um, The good news for the Baltimore Ravens was on the injury front. Both Mark Andrews and Gus Edwards did participate in practice yesterday. Both were limited participants in practice, but both participated in practice yesterday. And that would make you inclined to believe that both are going to play on Sunday. If they're practicing, even in a limited capacity on Wednesday, that leaves you with the belief they're probably going to be on the field. If there is some sort of lingering concern, I could see why some of you might say, hey, it's the Panthers, maybe no rush. I get it. I understand what you're saying. But as always, this is far more, it's always more simple than you try to make it out to be. Either a player is healthy enough to play, or he's not. If he is, he plays. If he's not, he doesn't. We, we try to overcomplicate things. That's the way that it goes. The fact that both of those dudes were on the field in any capacity at all yesterday would lead you to believe that they are on track to end up playing on Sunday. It is not a certainty. We will find out. I... I always I always get wary of saying something like this only to turn around and find out that those guys aren't practicing today, right? That like something something went wrong yesterday and one of those guys isn't practicing today. As long as they continue to be on the practice field uh today and tomorrow, I think it's a relative certainty that they will play. If you get to tomorrow and suddenly Mark Andrews isn't practicing 
then you have real reason for concern. But the fact that they were both out there yesterday makes you believe that they are likely to play on Sunday. So I feel like there was one other... Oh, yeah, you know what? There was one other thing I really did like. Uh, by the way, Justin Verlander and Sandy Alcantara win unanimously the Cy Young Awards. So there's there's that. By the way, I didn't even, I kind of missed the Teoscar Hernandez thing. It's a nice it's a nice move. I don't know what the Blue Jays doing. What the hell is that all about? That doesn't make. Is he was he do money and they didn't want to pay him or something? Uh, like, I guess what? that's possible because he. I mean, he was an all star, right? I mean, he was yeah he had been. He was definitely an all star. I don't. This is a very weird bit for me. I don't know what that that's all about. Great great pickup for the Mariners. I. I, it's one more dude out of the AL East. I think I like that, unless the Blue Jays are just clearing money because they're going to spend it on somebody else. I don't know. Very, very weird. Very, very weird. Not sure what to make of it. Yeah, not sure. Um, the other tweet I really liked yesterday. There was something I saw going around on Twitter. I, and I just appreciated it, and I'm maybe I'm the wrong person to comment on it because I am very, very white. I am the whitest man alive, and I I don't care how anyone I can't tell anyone how to feel about anything. But Patrick Queen responded to a tweet yesterday, and I really enjoyed it. Um, a gentleman named Quincy Avery tweeted, "Y'all black football players don't feel a little stupid putting all these chains on white quarterbacks, making a mockery of black culture." I think we've all seen this in the last couple of weeks, particularly with Kirk Cousins. Patrick Queen's response to me was just a ten and a half, which was just very simple. Like I, it ain't that deep. Is Patrick Queen's response, and I, I really love that. I really loved that answer. Like I, I, I appreciate that sometimes we're capable of just saying. Dude, we're just trying to have fun. It's it's not as deep as you're making it out to be. You want to have a conversation. I'm not trying to dismiss Quincy Avery either. Like I have no you want to you want to say something, say something, man. And if you think there's a problem, say it. I don't know. But I really appreciated that response from Patrick Queen, which is just, dude, we're teammates. We're trying to have fun and vibe together on a plane after we win a football game. And obviously it's not even the Ravens that he's talking about. The Ravens, of course, have a black quarterback. Other teams don't, and they're just trying to have some fun, hang out together, grow closer. That's it. There's no other other statement to be made. And I really appreciated Patrick Queen sort of stepping up and being the one to just be like, dude, it ain't that deep. It's not. And I feel like a lot of times that's the answer. A lot of times... I mean, I've had this happen with Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios. People lose their minds about it. And all I want to say is, like, dude, you're, you're making it something that it isn't. It ain't that deep. It's a silly game. And I appreciate that from Patrick Queen. I don't appreciate the fact that we're continuing to try to talk about Kirk Cousins like he should be in the MVP conversation when you know Justin Jefferson is on the same football team. That, way too over the top. Robert Griffin III tweeted something about that this week that was interesting to me. I can't believe how good Robert Griffin III is in this role. It's really wild to me how good he's gotten. He's still... It's blown my mind that he's become a ten and a half as a media personality. I want him to do Thursday Night Football. No no offense to Kirk Herbstreit. He's just not offering anything. 
like at all. I mean, nice enough guy, still good at college football, but he just offers nothing on the Thursday night football broadcasts. Robert Griffin III tweeted, The Vikings are real. People don't believe in them because they don't trust Kirk Cousins despite his five game-winning drives this year. Fine. Trust Justin Jefferson. Trust Dalvin Cook. Trust Zadarius Smith. Trust Patrick Peterson. They're 8-1 and one and having fun. That's dangerous. I have no beef with that. I, I can't tell you if the Vikings can win the NFC. If I had to bet, I would say they won't. But I can't tell you who's going to. And I think they have about as good a chance as anyone does. I mean, truthfully. I know they lost to the Eagles, but I think they have about as good a chance as anyone. There's no one in the NFC that I particularly trust. Even the Eagles, as they were undefeated, we were saying, yeah, but they've never really done it before. I think we're so used to in the NFC there being these behemoths. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady... In more recent years, obviously, he was in the AFC for a long time. Even when Matt Stafford showed up in L.A., they looked like kind of a super team. And this year, we just don't see it. So now you're looking at teams like the Vikings, and you're saying, yeah, okay, but like it's still Kirk Cousins. And I agree, it's still Kirk Cousins. And you don't get to play every game at 1 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Like At some point, you're going to have to perform well in a primetime game or in a game that the entire country is watching. And that hasn't always been good for Kirk Cousins. He is playing well. Nobody is debating that. But it's way easier to play well when you're throwing the ball to Justin Jefferson. Which goes back to the thing that I was kind of losing my mind about earlier in the week with the wide receiver position. That all we ever want to do is talk about the quarterbacks. We just want to... Boy, it's so weird how Tua Tungavailoa has gone from being pedestrian to being... This guy that we're talking about is an MVP, while Justin Herbert went from being an MVP to a guy that we're talking about as a bum. Huh. That's crazy, right? Instead of saying, boy, I know what happened. One guy got all the wide receivers, the other guy lost all of his. It's not hard. It's the wide receivers, stupid. And it goes back to why it is that I think Justin Jefferson deserves to be actually in the MVP conversation, and with no disrespect to Kirk Cousins, who's played well, is more deserving of being considered for MVP than Kirk Cousins is. Because if you're trying to give Kirk Cousins credit for what happened last week, you're missing what happened last week. That goes back, obviously, to the conversation that we had with Jacoby Jones and what he said about Lamar Jackson, the wide receiver position. It's just mind-numbing to me. But I appreciated that tweet from Robert Griffin III because, again, I, it, we're in a weird place. Running the ball has mattered in the NFL this year. I don't know. Maybe at the end of the day it's ultimately going to be the Chiefs have, have Patrick Mahomes and LOL Patrick Mahomes wins. Maybe that's how this whole thing plays out. Maybe we get to January and they score 40 points a game because Patrick Mahomes is throwing it everywhere, and they steamroll the entire AFC and win the Super Bowl. Maybe it defaults to that. One team has Patrick Mahomes, everybody else doesn't. But running the ball has mattered. Playing defense has mattered. It's been kind of a weird year in the NFL in that way. And having wide receivers has mattered a lot. 
and has made quarterbacks that we didn't think about as being otherworldly look really good this year. So you might have seen the news. Number 10, in fact, operators approved for online sports betting in the state of Maryland. It is coming. It will be here within days. And Pressbox is your source for the best offers and sign-up incentives Starting right now, you can get $300 in pre-registration credit plus other incentives by going to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. That's PressBoxOnline.com slash offers right now to get $300 in pre-registration bonus credits as online sports betting goes live in the next couple of days here in the state of Maryland. Joining us now, one of our all-time favorites. Of course, you watch Baldy's Breakdowns, and this Sunday you'll be able to listen to him as he's on the call for Ravens-Panthers on Compass Media. He is our friend, Mr. Brian Baldinger, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Baldy, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's always great to chat with you, or as we're going to call it on Sunday, we're going to call it Baltimore. Thank you for taking the time for us, my friend. I appreciate that, Glenn. Good to be with you, buddy. It's great to chat with you, man. Um, this thing that the Ravens have done over the course of the last two games, that's particularly the second half against the Buccaneers and then the Saints game on Monday night before the bye, they've controlled the ball. They've averaged 38 minutes and five seconds of time of possession over these last two games. They are starting to look like they are capable of imposing their will. And I get it. The Buccaneers and Saints aren't necessarily world beaters. But how dangerous are the Ravens becoming as they sort of get back to what we saw from them in their the kind of heyday of this Greg Roman Lamar Jackson offense? Yeah, I, I'm with you, Glenn. I mean, they're they're playing to their identity, and you know it helps that Ronnie Stanley's back there at left tackle and looking like Ronnie Stanley. No it's been a long time, and you know the drafting of Linderbaum has been a big factor, and the health of Zeitler and Moses on the right side is real, and so. You know, they've got, they've got the horses up front. Kenyon Drake has been a real pleasant surprise. I don't think, you know, he's been around the league and made a lot of stops here, but, you know, he looks pretty good right now. And, you know, Lamar loves his offense. So, you know, Mark Andrews is on the shelf for a little bit. You know, you don't have your number one guy out there, and, you know, you lose Bateman. And so, you know, you're down a little bit in the passing game. So the running game has picked it up. They're one of the few teams in this league that run it more than they throw it. But this is who they are. And if they're going to, you know, win this division, have a home playoff game in January, make a run, I think this is the style of football they got to play. Baldy, the eternal question, right? Is this enough to win a Super Bowl? Like, if you've got to go up against Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen in the playoffs, even what the Dolphins are doing right now, can you do this thing? Can you control the pace? You don't have a lot of the wide receiver position. You're not likely to be the team that's going to win a shootout. Can you do this and win a Super Bowl? Well, we don't really know because nobody's done it. So, I mean, maybe the Miami Dolphins in 72 with Zonk and Kick, you know. But, you know, I think Bob Greasy threw nine passes that day. You know, it's hard because you can't, you can't fall behind. Now, the Packers were down 14 the fourth quarter. They didn't give up on the run, and it paid off for them. But they got big explosive plays in the passing game. They got three big ones, and that was the difference for them. So, you know, you're still going to have to get something out of the passing game. Like, you can do this, and you can control the clock and play keep, play keep away, but when you go up against Mahomes or Josh Allen or really, you know, maybe Joe Burrow, I mean, you know, these guys, they're so good at what they do. And if they get up on you, this is a 
this might not be the best offense to try to come back on. I, I understand that. I understand that. Hopefully the Ravens aren't in that position. Hopefully they just continue to dictate the their well, pace. You know, and, that's right, Glenn. Right. You, no, no. I mean, look, hope is not a good thing um, if you're hoping. You, because it, but to answer your real question, yes, you can, but you got to play a perfect game. And so, you know, you're going you're gonna to need help from your secondary and not letting, you know, Mahomes do what he does. And, you know, so, you know, you got to get a couple takeaways. That's always going to help. And so that's what, you know, it's just got to be a perfect play. But uh, you can't sit here and hope, I think, and go, well, you know, if they don't fall behind, then they could do it. Well, okay. Yeah, it's probably true. Right. I mean, if that's they're going to go try to play their style of football. And, I, you know, to the point, if they do it well, there is a chance they can do this against anyone they face. The rest of the season. He's, yep. Brian, he's Brian Baldinger. He's on the call for Compass Media on Sunday for Ravens-Panthers. Baldy, you know, as, as I reference this, it's obviously it's not just the offense and what they're doing running the ball. It also is they have really kind of come together defensively. The, Justin Houston has been a revelation. I, I, I mean, if it's not for Geno Smith, this might be the best story in the NFL this year. Eight and a half sacks in six games. How in the world is Justin Houston doing this at this point in his career? Mm. I think, you know, he, he fits in well. I mean, he can win one-on-one pass rushes, but the scheme that Mike McDonald's running, you know, helps him sometimes and, and some of their pressure looks and what he's got in front of him. Um, you know, this is a guy that has had 22 sacks in his career. You know, so we we're talking about, you know, a polished pass rusher. He's got, I don't know, 111 sacks, whatever it is. I mean, it's up there. Not many guys playing today's game, you know, have what he has accumulated. So I think that helps, and I think just, um, you know, the guys around him have helped him too, you know, and so Calais and, you know, some of the guys that are out there, you know, just working mm-hmm. really hard to freed him up. Did but, you-, you know, it's, it's, it's always, a, you know, I think getting Roquan has really helped Glenn. Uh, they're just so much faster. They like to blitz their inside linebacker. And so uh, that helps sometimes just freeing you up one-on-one where you can't really slide to a guy. So I think the speed at middle linebacker helps him in a lot of different ways. But, Yes, I mean, they've been looking for pass rushers, you know. I mean, uh, they're waiting on a Jabo, and, you know, they're waiting on Oway to really, you know, come around, although he works really hard and he flashes at times. But, you know, they're, they're, they're waiting on some of these young guys. And while they're waiting, and we'll see, we'll all see, uh, we want to see, you know, they need somebody to kind of pick it up. Uh, to your point, it was great to have Tyus Bowser back for the Saints game. And, my God, when you bring up yep. Roquan Smith, man, like I – I knew the guy was good, and he's a guy that I've been enamored with since he was at Georgia. Like I, I was, I, I didn't realize that he was going to go as early as he was, and so I was screaming, and I wanted the Ravens to get him then. I, I somehow he, he seemed even better than advertised, man. Like Baldy, it, it seemed like the most natural fit ever for Roquan Smith to step into this Ravens defense, particularly allowing you know Patrick Queen to come down to the weak side as well. Like everything about that just seemed to be such a slam dunk. Well, not just that, Glenn. I mean, it seems like the transition's just been so smooth. You know, I mean, I see guys kind of lining him up a little bit. You know, it's not like he knows exactly where to go. But, you know, they've got some veterans on that team. They, you know, they understand things. But I think that, you know, I always say that, you know, if your middle linebacker is fast, your defense looks faster. You know, they, and I said it, you know, when I saw them in the last game against the Saints, they may be the fastest tandem of inside linebackers in the NFL. And why that's good is, you know, when you're going up against quarterbacks, you know, the way Jalen Hurts is running or, you know, some of these guys in the league you got to defend. I mean, it's good to have speed just to chase people down. It's good in the screen game just to chase that stuff down, 
to overcome mistakes up front uh, is a big deal. And he can do all those things. Plus, you know, the guy's, guy's been a playmaker now. I mean, he's not Ray Lewis playmaker. Right. But, you know, interceptions, sacks, forceful. You know, he's got, you know, he's starting to accumulate a resume in his fourth season here of those kind of plays. And so and that's always good if you can, you know, if you could get that kind of production from the inside linebacker position. The word I like to use is game changer, Baldy. Like, he legitimately, like, I, I think at some point this season, he's going to make a play that is going to change the course of a game for the Ravens. It might be this weekend, you know? I mean, it just might. Um, you know, you, you look at, I was talking to Fred Warner last night, and, you know, Fred's one of the great players no in this question. league, and, you know, he's so durable. But the one thing I was talking about is tip balls. Tip balls lead to interceptions. Mm-hmm. And interceptions in the right hands, you know, like Ed Reed, you know, become touchdowns. So that's the kind of game change you're talking about. But that's you – know, I'd always rather have a tip ball at the line of scrimmage than a sack because a tip ball can be intercepted. And when you have speed at that position, guys that can get to the ball wherever it is, like those are the type of plays that can really, like you're speaking about, change games. Of course, uh, with uh, Calais Campbell being about 10 feet tall, there have been a few of those things during the course of the year. Brian Baldinger with yeah. us on GCR. Baldy, when we talk about this defense, and again, they got off to a rough start this season, but to your point, they're mm-hmm. getting guys back out on the field. They got Tyus back. You know, David Ajabo expected to be thrown in the mix in the next couple of weeks. They add in a Roquan Smith. Marcus Williams still slated to come back, and I realize there's unfortunately probably going to be another injury or two. That's just the way that football works. But do you see a total unit that is trending towards potentially being a truly dominant type of defense or as dominant as you can be in 2022 in the NFL, knowing we're never going to have another like 2,000 Ravens defense because the rules in the NFL will just not allow for that to happen? Yeah, well, you know, they don't have Miami on the schedule. It helps. And they don't have Buffalo on the schedule. And so those are tough days. Um, You know, the teams that they're going to see here, I don't want to overlook anybody, but it's not like they're seeing a lot of, you know, top five or top ten offenses in the next, you know, five or six weeks. And so, I mean, that's kind of dangerous to look at it like that. But, you know, I mean, it's not like they're seeing Mahomes or Josh Allen and some of these, you know, they'll see Joe Burrow again, but they're not going to see two and what he did to him in the fourth quarter. Right. So, you know, they, they should be able to, you know, stack. I mean, it's a position where they should stack some wins right here. Um you know, starting this weekend. Like, they're just not seeing those kind of teams that have that type of firepower. They they should be able to blend some of these young guys in, including Roquan here just in his third game. They should be able to blend some of these young guys in there and start getting some reps, you know, and kind of start seeing what combinations work good against the run, getting after the quarterback. You know, because you're always kind of playing around. It's hard to do it in practice. So they're going to have a lot of bodies at their disposal, hopefully, and then it's just a matter of what kind of packages you're going to put out there um, for what kind of game plans you want to put together. So there is another team, not trying to be dis- completely dismissive, because you've got to prepare for both teams on Sunday. You've got a broadcast to do. Is there anything that potentially makes the Panthers dangerous with you know Baker Mayfield now going to be playing quarterback? or like I, I know this is the NFL, and you just never know what's going to happen, and you can't write off a team, but... What in the world would the roadmap be for the Panthers on Sunday to be able to be competitive and stun the Ravens? Well, they have a very good secondary. I mean, they got three guys, you know, taking the top of the draft at corner. You know, Dante Jackson's a hell of a football player. C. 
C.J. Henderson was a 15th pick in the draft. You know, they, they've got guys that can man you up, okay? Now, now the Ravens are coming in with a power running team, so that might not play. But, you know, if you get a, an interception or two, who knows? Um, look, Dante Foreman has been better than Christian McCaffrey. I mean, it's just facts. I mean, the way he's played with this offense. The offense line, they put a lot into it. They get over there at left tackle, Taylor Moten. They've got a good offensive line. And Baker's had success against the Ravens. And, look, Baker's not played well this year. Um, there's no secret to that. I mean, watch any game. He hasn't played well. But it doesn't mean he can't play well. Um, you know, he, he, it, it, it never looked like it was a good fit. You know, he was late getting there, learning a new offense. Everybody's learning a new offense, new system. Like, it just hasn't gone well for him. But I know Baker a long time since he was at Texas Tech. Like, this guy is a fiery, fiery competitor. If, like, I, if I was a Raven fan, and this game is close, Glenn, mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter, like, it's, it's a six-point game. Like, I'd be holding my breath if I was the Ravens. Because, like, Baker, that's how he plays. He plays with emotion. He's looking to prove to the whole world that he can still be a, 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 you know, a starting quarterback in this league no matter where it is. Like, if that game's close in the fourth quarter, like, that guy's capable of throwing the ball deep, making a play, extending plays. He can do all those things. He's done it against the Ravens going back to his rookie year. He took the Ravens to the brink um, in the final game of the season in Baltimore. Yep. So he's had success against this team. He, he doesn't fear them. And so he's getting a chance after being shelved and, you know, a lot of stuff going on. But uh, coaches being fired. I mean, it's drama-filled. But you, you, you kind of want to put this game away early if you can. Uh, Baldy, before I let you go, I have been just losing my mind this week. It, I'm infuriated that we don't allow wide receivers to be in the NFL MVP conversation, that we just decided that only quarterbacks can be. And I don't want to be dismissive of Kirk Cousins because I think he's played well. But I watched that game on Sunday. Why in the world yeah. would we not be talking about Justin Jefferson as being potentially the most valuable player in the the league. And I felt the same way a couple years ago when Stefan Diggs showed up in Buffalo and Josh Allen went from being pedestrian to being the best quarterback in football all of a sudden to take nothing away from him. And I, you know, there's an argument about Cooper Cup a year ago. Why can we not talk about the wide receivers as potentially being the most valuable players? Because Jesus Christ, what Justin Jefferson did might have been the most amazing thing I've ever seen on a football field. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Tyreek Hill. Correct. I mean, 100%. I mean, he might. He might break Calvin Johnson's record this year of 2000, you know, with 2,000 yards or more receiving. He didn't have a big numbers game last week, but uh, you know his numbers come in bunches. I mean, blocks really good in the run game. He's really a good. But yeah, I, I don't know why. You know, it, It's like, uh, you know, why can't corners be the first player taken in the draft? Right? I mean, yeah. we kind of get stuck on certain things. Yeah. But, you know, corners, you know, if you've got a shut down corner, I mean, if you're a sauce gardener, why yeah, can't he looks pretty good. <laughs> right, right. He, he, he looks better than the guys taking in front of him. I'll tell you that. Yeah. And you know, the jets are, are kind of a, a revelation in this business in big part because of how he's just shutting people down every week. So I think I'm with, I'm with you, Glenn. Like all those things should be open to discussion. Jesus, man. Justin Jeffers is unbelievable. Um, Baldy, I know of course, yes, yes. Compass Media on Sunday and at Baldy NFL for all the Baldy's breakdowns. But what else can I plug for you? Podcast, the whole thing. What else can we get a plug in for? Yeah, podcast, you know, with uh, Carl Dukes is going really, really good. We're having a good time. Everybody's kind of listening and paying attention. But, you know, um, I work for Sky Sports in London and Fox Sports. And so, like, you know, if you're a football fan, you, you know, you can find me in a lot of different places. Glenn. There's no doubt. And everybody does. Uh, brother, always appreciate you. Always love the time we get to spend yep, with love- you, man. Thank you for doing this. 
I can't, I can't wait to get to Baltimore Sunday, Glenn. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it, man. But Brian Baldinger, checking in with us here on GCR. Appreciate you, dude. Thanks, Brian, Glenn. Brian Baldinger from um, Compass Media is where he's going to be on Sunday for Ravens-Panthers. Of course, Baldy's breakdowns, the absolute best. I mean, I know everybody does their own film stuff on Twitter now, but no one does it like Brian Baldinger's done it, and he's done it for a while, and he is the king. Appreciate Baldy spending some time with us. I'm not going to stop. This is gonna, I'm going to end up chasing away listeners because I'm just going to pr- keep bringing up the wide receiver thing all season long. Wide receivers should be able to be MVP. Wide receivers should be ahead in certain circumstances of their quarterbacks. I don't feel quite as strongly about... I think Tua's played unbelievably well. I don't think it's all Tyreek Hill. I don't think it's surprising that Tyreek Hill shows up and suddenly Tua looks like a different type of quarterback. I think Tua is more deserving of being in the conversation than, say, Kirk Cousins is. There is an MVP candidate in Minnesota, or a guy that should be an MVP candidate. His name is Justin Jefferson. And I really wish that we would all be willing to discuss this in adult ways and not just say, quarterback, good team, quarterback, you're the MVP. Wish that we could have a more complex discussion of what a certain player at a certain position brings to a football team and how if you didn't have that player, and the best way I can describe it, and I can't you know, prove this mathematically, But if Kirk Cousins was throwing to Devin DuVernay and Demarcus Robinson, do you think he would be in the MVP conversation? But if insert quarterback name here, if Ryan Tannehill was throwing the ball to those cats, Justin Jefferson, and take nothing away from Adam Thielen, who's obviously still very good. He ain't Justin Jefferson, but he's very good. Do you think maybe the Vikings might still be quite successful if they had another quarterback? I'm not saying that they'd be very successful if they had any quarterback. I don't know if Drew Locke would be able to do it. But if they had another competent quarterback, do you think maybe the Vikings might still be able to find some success? It's the wide receiver. He's the guy. The, the whole him thing, he's him. No offense. This is not me. I'm not trying to take shots at Kirk Cousins. He's played well. Nobody's denying that. But MVP, most valuable player. Come on. How hard are we trying here? Today's show, I'm going to piss some people off because I'm not going to give this up. This is going to be my thing. Get used to it. We're going to end up talking about it every day. Bring it up with every guest. I'm going to be on a one-man crusade to change the course of how we discuss this position. Today's show is also brought to you by, how about, uh, you know what? How about Glory Days Grill? We just had them stop by the studio yesterday. Oh, that was so wonderful. I feel like Griffin snuck out of here with a lot of it. I looked outside. I'm like, where'd all the Glory Days food go? And I, 
Like somebody said, uh, they you said they it was okay, man. right? I mean, I just it was weird. I mean, I just somebody said I they, think the, they I think saw the mac man. And cheese bites are still here. Well, I didn't. They're not for. I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. All I know is that I I saw Griffin sneak off. There definitely wasn't any butter cake left. Yeah, the uh, the comfort classics are available this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. The twisted ribs and wings, the winter spinach salad. I did keep that for myself. I did not allow anyone else to have any of that. Uh, the citrus salmon, the mac and cheese bites, the uh, the meatloaf, Mr. Richards meatloaf. And uh, Griffin inhaled the bourbon butter cake, the warm butter cake topped with vanilla ice cream, house-made bourbon sauce, candied pecans, and powdered sugar. It all pairs well with a blood orange bourbon cider or the devil's backbone cranberry smash. I'm still thinking about it. Day later, glorydaysgrill.com is the website. Get your order in. Try the new Comfort Classics menu at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. We come back in. Let's talk a little bit more. As I said, there is another football team playing on Sunday. As dismissive as we might be about them, what could make them dangerous? Let's find out. Our buddy Al Wallace, the former Terp, is going to join us from down in Charlotte. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. UMBC Basketball is back at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena, and tickets are available now at umbcretrievers.com. Don't miss any of the great early season matchups as the men take on local rivals Coppin State on November 30th and Morgan State on December 10th, while the women square off with American on December 18th. Experience the excitement of game day at the peak by getting your tickets right now to come see the Retrievers at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena. Lock yours in at umbcretrievers.com. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, New Maryland basketball coach Kevin Willard sits down with Stan Charles and Glenn Clark to discuss the situation he inherited in College Park and how he plans to get the program turned around. Also, inside, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area. And Bo Smoka profiles Ravens receiver Devin DuVernay. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. 
Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today join glenn at halftime of every ravens game for the project game day halftime show at facebook.com slash sports we apologize in advance there's not much we can do about his face it's been a busy week for our friend stan the fan charles as he's had a bunch of different shows that he's been doing always encourage you to be checking out facebook.com slash sports youtube.com slash pressboxonline or pressboxonline.com slash video, all of the various ways that you can find the shows. Yesterday, Stan the Fan caught up with Joe Weinberg from the Cordish Company, of course, very involved, live casino and hotel Maryland, as online sports betting is coming in the next couple of days. It's a great opportunity to find out a little bit more about what it is that you need to know. And similarly, John Martin from the Maryland Lottery is going to join Stan and Gary Stein a little bit later on today. Dan Duquette joined Stan and Ross Grimsley on Monday. Great conversations. You can find them, again, at facebook.com slash pressboxsports, youtube.com slash pressboxonline. Continue along here on a Thursday edition of GCR. It's time for us to preview the Panthers, who do indeed come to Baltimore on Sunday. Yes, I know you guys are probably being a bit dismissive, of Carolina, but this is the NFL, and every time we do this, we end up looking quite stupid because they can be far more of a threat. Joining us now from 7.30, the game down in Charlotte, he is the former Terp. It's a pleasure for us to welcome back into the program our friend, Mr. Al Wallace, who's with us now here on GCR. Al, it's Glenn and Griffin in Baltimore. It's great to catch up, man. Thank you for taking the time for us. Absolutely, man. Appreciate you guys having me on again. It's great to chat with you. All right, so tell me, in any way, could the Carolina Panthers be dangerous against the Ravens on Sunday? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I know you guys don't want to hear that, but I think so. It it hasn't gone well for the Panthers this year. Obviously, getting rid of Matt Rule and moving over to Steve Wilkes as the interim coach. Look, this team plays hard for Coach Wilkes, and uh, they, they are very motivated by his style of coaching and what they've done over the last couple of weeks is run the ball well. They play solid defense, find some turnovers, and that can be dangerous for the Ravens coming off of the bye week. And uh, if the Panthers can can get out there and keep that formula the same, they're going to be competitive. All right, but but Adam, now now it's just you and I. Nobody's nobody's listening, right? Like, but, <laughs> but, but not but not really, right? Like they're going mean, not they're not really going to be dangerous, are they? They're a good football team. For whatever reason, right. they've, they've right. not lived up to expectations. They have a solid roster, a lot of good young players. The record, you know, is, is not good. It is what it is. It's not very good. And Baker's going to get the ball. He's going to be back out there. He's been prone to, to turn it over and not playing well at all before his injury. But uh, that young defensive group led by Brian Burns and Derek Brown is really solid interior linemen. They can play some football. So they're a sneaky team. I think if you look at their record like you started, if you're dismissive, they can sneak up on you and find themselves in, in a tight football game. Why did it look so bad with Baker to start the season? And what what might change as he moves back into that role? Like, why 
Why is it possible that it's not? Because it, I mean, hell, it was atrocious to start the season. I, I yeah. have to admit, I, you know, being we've seen Baker play well uh, at times here in Baltimore. We've seen him play well against the Ravens, frankly. And when he showed up in Carolina, it was my belief that like he, this guy wasn't done. That he might have something left to offer. And what we saw earlier in the year was the exact opposite of that. He stunk. Um, what went? Why was it so bad to start the season? And how could it be better this time? Yeah, it just didn't look like he was comfortable, guys, in the system. He didn't understand where the ball should go, and it wasn't coming out of his hands on time. And then his accuracy, the mechanics, I think he changed them a little bit this offseason after, you know, the shoulder injury last year just just wasn't right. So it's one of those head-scratching things that the Panthers thought with all the weapons they had when we did have Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and a retooled offensive line. It was Baker Mayfield – was going to be the difference. And, and look, you know, I've not been a Baker Mayfield fan. I thought it was always about Baker. I thought he brought that chip on his shoulder that he needed to prove that he was kind of done wrong in Cleveland and, and brought here, traded here to the Panthers. But it's been ugly. It hasn't worked out. He's not on the same page as Ben McAdoo. And my hope for Baker is that he's been humbled a little bit by P.J. Walker and this team and how they rallied around a guy who was really – you know, out to pasture. He was really going to be done, the fourth guy on this roster after training camp, and then all the injuries happened. So hopefully, and that's a tough one for Baker Mayfield, that he's eating a little bit of humble pie here, mm-hmm. and he can go out there and just stay out of his own way and let this, this the talent around him win these games. He is the former Terp, Al Wallace, 7.30 the game down in Charlotte. He's with us here on GCR. Al, you know, you and I talked a couple weeks ago after the coaching change, and we were, of course, up here rooting for the idea that maybe the Panthers would do a total fire sale and that DJ Moore could be available for a song. Uh, That didn't prove to be the case. They did, of course, trade away Christian McCaffrey. What do you make of the totality of, of not just the moves they made, but the moves they didn't make at the deadline and what it said about the direction of the Panthers as a franchise? Yeah, I think the one thing that jumped out was kind of the deal the Rams had on the table, a couple first-rounders, a second-rounder for Brian Burns. And I know Brian's been productive. He has seven sacks. He's 10th in the league uh, in that respect. But I thought that many draft picks coming back was a way to start rebuilding this team. Christian McCaffrey, I thought, had to go. How the, uh, the position is kind of devalued and his injury history, I thought they were able to get – off of Christian McCaffrey, but they believe in this young core, and part of that was Brian Burns and uh, Derek Brown and D.J. Moore on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, He's been through so much, man. We watched him with the Terps. He had the the quarterback carousel there with all the injuries, and his pro career has been much of the same, but I believe they they feel strongly about D.J. and what he could be, that number one option that they haven't had for a very long time since maybe Steve Smith and that regime. I want to catch up with about a couple of guys that we care about here locally, the first being an old friend of ours, Bradley Bozeman, who, you know, I was a little bit surprised that that he didn't immediately got to get thrown in the mix. It seems like they have been better off along that line since Bradley Bozeman has moved into that job. Yeah, it was philosophy, guys. Look, the philosophy was that they needed to get better in pass protection, and for whatever reason, they thought Pat Elfline was the better, better pass protector. And uh, Bozeman was really the road grader, the big physical center that was going to do a good job in the running game. Well, they were right. And this team has improved. That running game has improved dramatically with Deontay Foreman and Bradley Bozeman being inserted into that lineup. The guy is an absolute stud. He's one of our favorite people here in the Carolinas he's for what he's best. brought to the table. 
as far as some of the, uh, you know, the things as far as the charitable contributions he and his wife, Nikki, have been able to provide. I love the guy, and he's made, you know, done wonders for that offensive line. You guys really are fortunate to have him down there, man, and and she, and her as well. Um, they are a, an incredible group of human beings, and we uh, we miss them deeply up here. Um, the other guy is a Baltimore native, and this is interesting to me. Ian Thomas got, uh, uh, you know, I, there was a lot of hype, and he didn't wasn't terribly productive, and yet the Panthers rewarded him with a nice contract. Um, I, I tell me about what it is that Ian Thomas brings the Panthers, and why that franchise wanted to make sure they kept him around, despite the fact that nothing about his production necessarily jumps off the page at you. Yeah, and he was listed as one of the core guys, and the production has not been there. He's probably averaging maybe one or two targets a game. Look, he's a better run blocker. He's a better blocker than he is a pass catcher. And I think he has the skill set. He definitely has the skill set. This offense, through two kind of coordinators now, hasn't been set up for the tight end. They just don't utilize that position the way other teams do across the NFL. Uh, so you, you have Tommy Trumbull who's probably catching more passes than Ian. But he's big, he's physical, he's athletic. I remember him being the backup to Greg Olson, and Greg went out a few games, and he was extremely productive, but it just hasn't been tailored to his skill set. And I think they're just going to use him as a blocker, and it was kind of curious to us why he got that new contract. They decided to keep him around, but he's an inline blocker, and I think that's what it's going to be here, at least, you know, for, for the remainder of this season. Uh, Al, paint the, the give me the roadmap on Sunday for for the Panthers to come to Baltimore and beat the Ravens. What? How does the game have to play out for them to have a chance to do this on Sunday? Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be about keep away. It's gonna be about keep away for that offense. Can they control the line of scrimmage? Eat up that clock. Keep the ball out of the hands of, of Lamar Jackson. That running game. Uh, you know, still waiting to see. I guess Mark Andrews possibly coming back. But if they can keep the ball away from that offense, do what they did last Thursday against the Atlanta Falcons and dominate in the running game to the tune of 230-plus yards, then they have a good chance of hanging around. The defense will find a way to make plays. They're going to probably get Jeremy Chin back. That run defense is improved with Derrick Brown in the middle. Frankie Louvu and Shaq Thompson are healthy. But it's a keep-away game, guys. Can they keep it out of the hands of Lamar Jackson? I just don't know if they have an answer for him. Once he decides to become a runner in that offense, he's one of the most dangerous weapons in the NFL. Hey, Al, before I let you go, I, w- I wondered if you know he had a thought about if one of a guy that we know really well up here is now headed your way, and that's uh, Biff Pogey, who's going to be the new uh, football coach at the University of Charlotte, and uh, had an incredible run at Gilman here on the prep level, and then built St. Francis in Baltimore to be a monster at the national level. He is a fascinating human being. Um, n- not the typical path to becoming a Division One head football coach necessarily. Um, w- what was the reaction to the hire down there? Do you know anything at all? Did you have any kind of reaction personally about Biff Pogey being the guy that Charlotte tapped to be their new football coach? Yeah, I kind of got the information, or we started getting the information uh, during my show in, the, in the, the 2 o'clock hour there here on 7.30 the game. Um, and, and it was one that we didn't see coming. I mean, it was a name that I'm not familiar with. I know he's done a great job in getting a lot of credit from, uh, you know, Jim Harbaugh up there for getting that program where it is today. Been there for three years. But I'm, I'm the color analyst for Charlotte 49er football. And, I, you know, I've been here through Brad Lambert and through Will Healy. And now with Biff coming in, you know, it's a good program, a lot of resources here. 
the fan base is thirsty for a coach that can just revitalize this this team that's so young, only 10 years of the program. So I'm excited to, to see Coach, uh, you know, get in here and see what he can do. Um, but I've been trying to do my research and read up on him. I know they're going to have a press conference next year, the next week, I should say, that I'll be a part of and get in there and get my eyes on them. But what I've seen so far is the what you talked about, rebuilding, uh, you know, the programs there in Baltimore. And he was a hedge fund manager. So we'll see yeah. what the X's and O's look like. But I know that he's a well-respected guy, and this program needs it. So I'm going to be excited to work with You're him. going to be all right if, you know, he takes the broadcast crew out for dinner. You're going to be okay. He's got plenty of he, – yeah. he didn't take this job because he needed the money. I promise you that, Al. <laughs> that is not the case. Uh, hey, if uh, if we need you, I know, I know you're you – know, <clears throat> You're no longer, uh, you know, and you're. I don't want to. I don't want to give away your age, Al. But if we needed you on uh, Saturday against Ohio State up here, uh, because we could use all the help we could get at this point uh, at the University of Maryland, it's been a rough couple of weeks. Uh, any, any chance that you could give them a couple of, at least a couple of downs, a couple of snaps to help out? I got you. I'm 48 years old. You can say it. Okay. I'm proud to be 48. I've been gone for a long time. But look, I'm still in the gym. I got 10. Solid pass rushes only. Bro, no we defense. Could, I'm we not playing the run. Use them. Just pass rush. Yeah, I would yeah, going up against CJ Stroud and those wide receivers on Saturday. Maryland could use every snap that you could provide, my friend. Every single one. Al Wallace. Down. Oh, I wish, man. Man, oh, boy, it'd be really nice. At 96 A Wallace on Twitter is how you follow him. Of course, 7:30 the game down in Charlotte, dude. It's always great to catch up with you. Thank you so much for taking the time for us, man. Absolutely, man. Appreciate you guys. Enjoy the rest of the day. Al Wallace, the former Turb, checking in with us to get us ready for Ravens-Panthers on Sunday. Winding down for hour number one of the program, it has also been brought to you by the Baltimore area Chick-fil-A restaurants. If you're looking for a simple holiday meal, try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Time for us to make some picks. KZ joins us next as we take a look at this week's slate. It is Glenn Clark Radio. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today umbc basketball is back at chesapeake employers insurance arena and tickets are available now at umbcretrievers.com don't miss any of the great early season matchups as the men take on local rivals coppin state on november 30th and morgan state on december 10th while the women square off with american on december 18th experience the excitement of game day at the peak by getting your tickets right now to come see the retrievers at chesapeake employers insurance arena lock yours in at umbc retrievers Another Orioles season is in the books, and the Bataround was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off-season discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline 
online and facebook.com slash pressboxsports or listen live at pressboxonline.com slash radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. So tune into the Bat Around with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at Pressbox Sports. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a a three-and-a-half-star review, too. FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland is always the best place to watch and bet on every sporting event. And if you haven't heard, the World Cup gets underway on Sunday morning. Now, some of the matches are going to be played very early in the morning, and the FanDuel Sportsbook won't quite be open yet. But what they're doing is they're going to make sure that every World Cup match will be available on their 100-foot media wall even early in the morning, and you can always use the self-service kiosks. They're open 24-7. So you're going to be able to get your bets in and hang out and watch the matches even if the, 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 you know, the cashier... The book itself isn't quite open yet for that particular match on each day. And as we know, somewhere in the next couple of days, online sports betting is also going to come live, we believe, during the World Cup. So you can hang out in the sports book, watch the matches, and even put your bets in through the FanDuel app on your phone. Like, that will all be at play. So you want to be in the FanDuel Sportsbook. Um, I believe all of the U.S. matches are later in the day, so they will all be happening while the book is open. Should be a raucous atmosphere, the great food from sports and social. It's where you're going to want to be during the World Cup is the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Still to come today, segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show with Calais Campbell. Our buddy A.J. Francis, the former Terp, now top dollar in WWE. We're going to talk to him about his canned food drive on Sunday. But right now, it's time for us to make our picks for the week. Back with us after he stopped in here for a delightful snack on Tuesday. He is our friend Ken Zalas. He's back with us on GCR. What's going on, KZ? It was delightful. God, I'm so mad about what a nothing that was. I'm so like I, 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 I just I, I can't believe you you, you you really thought it was gonna be bad. I mean everything about it just read gross to me and I clearly misread it. It was totally fine. Again, not the type of thing. For those that don't know, we the other day this last week's side bet was chili and cinnamon rolls, which is apparently a thing that they do in Kansas. And I was also told Nebraska it's popular there as well. 
Um, they're weirdos. It's it's not something you'll ever need to do in your life, but it's totally fine. There is nothing even particularly strange. I was one of the things that was pointed out to me again is that um, the consistency. If it had been a more liquidy chili, if it had been more um, frosting on the cinnamon roll, right? Like that, it could have created a a more unwieldy combination, but. I don't know, dude. Yeah, there was leftover. Chili I mean, I mean, I don't know what we're supposed. I don't know what we're supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, you, we gave it a shot. No, I it, mean, it, it just, was nothing. So we're gonna pause. Yeah. We're not gonna do a side bet this week. Uh, plus, uh, KZ is like, I can't come in for the next year. I mean, Jesus. I said so, three weeks. Three weeks. Three. I mean, I don't know if you know the season's basically over at that point. Not sure if you heard. So There's we're still like ten weeks left. Well, I mean, of NFL games. And, and by the way, that's good because we, we stink at college football games. <laughs> Jesus. Next year, we might just have I was to. Two, I was two and three in college football. Well, that's not possible. Yeah, I stuck in the NFL games. You went two and one in college football? Is that what you're saying? Or two. Yeah, yeah two and one. <laughs> yeah. We didn't pick five. Um, well, then you're the only one good. that had. I, we've all been terrible in college football picks this year. It's just the reality that we don't pay that much of attention. But we're going to keep doing it until the college season's over. Then we'll switch to nine NFL games a week until that season ends. Uh, picks this week are brought to you by the print issue of Press Box, which is available right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms. Any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box, and you can read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. Kevin Willard's on the cover. He is the new head coach of the University of Maryland basketball team. You don't you don't hate them, right, Casey? Like, no. You, yeah, no, you, no. No, I like I like I like all Maryland best. So weird. Uh, anyway, go pick this up right now. This new print issue of Pressbox. We also introduce you to D1 men's and women's players from all over the state of Maryland in that new print issue of Pressbox. So here's where we are coming into this week. I am still tied atop the table, but it ain't good. 46 and 47 is first place. No one is 500 any longer. Myself and Paul Valley from out of nowhere now tied atop the table. A game back, we find KZ and John Proctor. John, we let John Proctor get back within a game of first place? God, that stinks. They're both one game behind at 45 and 48. Kyle is three games back. Griffin is four games back, which doesn't seem that bad, but he is also the vice worm at the moment. Griffin is in second to last place. The good news for him is he's eight games clear of Andrew Stecka, who's all but clinched being the worm. <laughs> and of course, the loser of our contest has to uh, come in here, has to eat a worm burger as prepared by our guy, in Tim, Tim and Belair. Tim, who has a son who's a giant and uh, might have been who Tyus Bowser was referring to when he's talking about large young kids. We were, Tim and I, I meant to tweet him back last night. I absolutely think it's possible that's who Tyus was talking about. Um, uh, Tim is going to prepare the worm burger for us. And then the person that loses also has to dress like the worm Dennis Rodman in full with the, I mean, from Dennis Rodman's wedding dress era. We'll also have to perform the worm a la Scotty Too Hottie. And then because they're going to have to perform the worm, whoever they give the worm to gets their heat back by delivering a Rikishi style stink face. Uh, it was asked of me at one point, Will the person delivering the stink face have butt cheeks out like Rikishi did? I would say that's up to the person delivering 
the stink face. That will be their choice as to how much butt cheek they want to have involved in this process. It's up to them. Uh, that's what's at stake. Now, the infuriating part about Griffin falling into second to last is that when that happens, Andrew Stetka uh, sends me his picks. So I am going to do everything in my power to not look at the other picks. I'm only I'm going to make my pick without having seen Andrew Stetka's first pick, and then I'm going to do my best to not see the other ones. This is going to be difficult. I need you to get out of second to last place so that he may never send me his picks again. I'm trying it to. seriously messes with I promise me. I'm trying. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, where are we headed first? First, uh, Navy. Uh, once again, they're going to Central Florida to take on the Knights. Not the Golden Knights, just the Knights. Uh, and it's early kick, 11 a.m. on ESPN2. Uh, Navy at number 20 UCF. UCF uh, laying 16 and a half. At 11 a.m. against Navy. This is really tough, right? Like, yeah. you're inclined to want to pick Navy because they just came away with a huge cover last week against Notre Dame that none of us saw coming. Do do we know who's playing quarterback for Navy this week? I I don't know if Xavier Arline is – I assume he's still sidelined and they could be down to their third quarterback. I Man, I hate this. I really hate everything about this. Um – UCF. I mean, they played really well. I, I get it. That was unbelievable what Navy did in the second half against Notre Dame. But I, I, I just can't bite UCF. Uh, yeah. This isn't. This isn't uh, hard for me. I mean, it's you. It's UCF. I mean, Notre Dame basically stopped playing the second half. They, they, they blew. They blew Navy out in the first half. It was nice. Let them come in. They weren't going to. They're going to make it look good for TV. Everybody's happy. Yeah, I mean, it was on Veterans Weekend. You're really trying. You're really trying to sell that Notre Dame conspired to let Navy come back in the second half of that game. They stopped playing. Jesus. Come on, Jesus. everybody, just stop. They stopped playing. They didn't do anything. They did in the first half. I mean, in the second you're half, you're taking away that like Navy played really well defensively in the second half of that they, game. Uh, you know, okay. Uh, I, I, look, I love the Naval Academy of quite, all the Maryland quite, schools. Quite the bit. Quite all, the bit. Of all the Maryland, of all the Maryland schools, they're the one I root for the most. Um, <laughs> the only but, one you root for. Well, no, I, 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 I always root for Towson. Oh, okay. Um, all right, fair enough. Uh, what about Morgan? You root for but, them? Uh, sure, I, I'll root for everybody. Uh, just not Maryland. The, except it. Except the DC team. Wait, the, um, what is this bit? What is this bit? It's a great bit, though. You got it. No, it's a very um, confusing bit. It's really not. They're, 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 you know. Anyway, when like, Maryland, me, when the me, Maryland women play Baylor on Sunday, who are you rooting for? Maryland women. The DC school. Away, is that who you're rooting for? The DC school. God. I like. I like Brenda. God. All right, just fine. You pick Navy. That's uh, no, you picked UCF. No, Sorry, you picked UCF. You two, are, you two have UCF. I'm sticking with Navy. I mean, UCF plays. I should have never uh, abandoned Navy like I did last week. Uh, so I'm going back to them. Um, UCF plays a lot of close games. They lost to ECU a couple weeks ago. I don't know if they're – I mean, I think I think they can win, but 17, 16 and a half is a lot. Do you know how difficult it is to keep your hand over the rest of these picks and try to like I'm, – I'm going to have a very tired arm here in a second. Uh, everyone, so of the people that I got, everyone is on Navy except for you and uh, Ken. Uh, that includes Andrew Stecka. He is also on, on Navy. All right, so you two on, on UCF by your lonesome. Uh, next up, number two, Ohio State at College Park, taking on the Terps, 3.30 on ABC. 
Uh, Terps are getting 27 and a half at home against the Buckeyes. 27 and a half. Damn it. This line's grown. It started at like 25. It'll, it'll be 30 by the weekend. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm going to regret this. Maryland. Oof. It's just such an insane line. And Ohio State has not just, been doing that this season. Like, they just haven't. Have, have, trust me. I've seen Maryland. I assure you, Ken. I know. But Ohio State is. I went to Madison. I flew you, out you, there. You saw it in person. Their offense by the way, stinks, they still, I'm aware. They, they still haven't scored. Uh, thank you. Thank you for the reminder. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's also been raining the last couple of weeks. I don't know. It's just the pre- it's just the principle of of 27 and a half points. 27 and a half. Uh, they may cover it, but there's no way I can take I can I can take Maryland after the way they've looked the last two weeks. It's just oh, I know. I'll, 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 I'll take Ohio State. Uh, I'm sticking with Maryland. I mean, I'm going to hope the offense figures it out, scores, I don't know, three or four touchdowns. I think that would be enough to, to cover 27.5. So I'm taking Maryland as well. Glenn and I on Maryland. Everyone else that I have is Ohio State. Uh, Andrew Steck is Ohio State. I uh-huh. guess it's fair to point out that they did cover. They, 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 they did blow out Indiana last week, so they did. They won by 42. Maybe maybe I made a giant mistake here. We'll <laughs> maybe see. I've really scored this. We'll though. see. I just got so torn off, turned off by the Northwestern game where like they tried to lose, and they ended up. Winning twenty-one to seven, I don't know. That stands out to me. But the the truth is, they beat Michigan State by twenty-nine. They beat Iowa by by forty-four. They actually have been regularly beating teams. I'm really only thinking of the Northwestern game was the really only the only letdown in there. So I'm an idiot. They're definitely going to win by six touchdowns, and I'm going to feel very uh, stupid. Mean, Maryland likes to play Ohio State. Good. I don't know. One time, yeah, Griffin. They did that one time four years ago. Let's do it again, boys. All right, I hope. Uh, number seven, uh, last college football game, number seven, USC at UCLA. Uh, that is Saturday night, 8 o'clock on Fox. UCLA is getting two and a half at home, hosting the Trojans. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you anything. I know these teams have both been good. I couldn't tell you anything about them. Uh, the over-under is 76, so there's going to be a lot of points scored. Uh, USC still has an outside chance at the playoff. Obviously, UCLA, it's a huge rivalry. Whatever. Who knows? USC. Um... USC just lost their star running back, I believe, last week. He went out with a knee injury. He's gone for the year. Uh, still a really good offense, but uh, this is this is it for UCLA. I mean, this is not only rivalry, but what kind of bowl game do you go to? I'm going to take UCLA. I, I just I, I I think they're going to have to run the ball USC a little bit, and I just don't think they have anybody else to do it. Uh, yeah, I don't know much about either uh, team either, but I know UCL- UCLA just lost to Arizona, so I'll take USC because They sure. didn't lose to Arizona, right? That's actually a pretty good – I like that. I like everything about that. Uh, Glenn on USC. I'm on USC. Paul is on USC. Uh, Proctor and Kyle Uh-oh. on UCLA. Ken on UCLA. Oh, I got worse news. Andrew Stecka is on UCLA. Ooh. Ooh. Uh-oh. Very, very sorry. I'm so sorry. To the NFL, the Blizzard Bowl, uh, Cleveland Browns at the Buffalo Bills Sunday at 1, one o'clock on CBS. Uh, the snow, I don't think it, sh- it shouldn't be snowing during the game. You, you better think. hope it isn't. Uh, it's Buffalo minus 7.5. I mean, the, the, the real the, the, we almost should throw this game away because we don't even know where they're going to play it. There's a lot of talk now about moving the game. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, if, the, if there's six feet of snow coming to Buffalo, nobody's going to be able to travel in or out. 
Like, they're going to have to make a decision here in the next couple of hours about what they do with this football game. And so we probably should have tossed it, but we didn't. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. It's so difficult to pick this game because you don't know. Griffin is convinced that the snow is done by Sunday, so they've been able to clear the field, and it's a normal football game. And if it's a normal football game, you like Buffalo's chances of covering. If there's still snow on the field on Sunday, then you feel far less about that because you just don't think it's going to be an explosive game. In the end, it's a pissed-off Buffalo team. Either it's a clear field or they move the game elsewhere. I'll take Buffalo to cover. So it's funny when I when I sent this, I believe last night, I even put a little caveat. I, I I may change this based on what I see as the weather forecast in the morning. I from what I'm seeing, the snow may actually it may actually be done snowing by Friday night. And if that's the case, this becomes a normal football game. And I agree with you. If it's a normal football game, you have a Buffalo team that's upset. I. I thought the only way Cleveland, I would take Cleveland is if this was a mess and both teams just had to run the ball and then you like Chubb having a big day and stuff like that. But I, I'm going to go with Buffalo because I think it's a normal game. I'm sticking with Buffalo as well. Uh, everyone I have is on the Bills except for Paul. He is on the Browns. Andrew Stetka on the Browns. All right, Paul and Stetka on the Brownies. Uh, New York Jets at the New England Patriots. 1 o'clock on CBS. New England minus 3.5 at home coming out of the bye. Well, both teams coming out of the bye, actually. Man, I don't I don't know what to make about that at all. Minus 3.5? I feel like you have to play the Jets, don't you? Like, I I get it. Doubt, doubt Bill Belichick, especially against the Jets, because the Patriots have been dominant against the Jets. Doubt, doubt him at your... But, you're getting three and three and a half points for what's been a pretty good football team. I think you have to take the Jets. Yeah, there there are a couple of things working this week. Um, I, I'm not ever going to take bet against Bill Belichick coming off a bye. I, I don't care if it's in division out, out of the division. So I'm I'm going to take New England here. I just you give them two weeks to prepare. I I I still don't believe in the Jets. I mean, I want to. To a degree, because I like their coach, but I'm still having a tough time. So I'll take New England. I got something for you, Ken, to not believe in Belichick coming out of the bye. The Patriots are one ten and one against the spread at home coming out of a bye. Ooh. So for that Ooh. reason, I will also take the yeah. Jets, especially with that hook. Uh, so Glenn, you said Jets. I'm on Jets. Proctor's on the Jets. Then we have Paul, Kyle, and Ken on the Patriots. Andrew Stecka on the Patriots. Yeah. Mm. Uh. Yeah, very sorry, very sorry, Casey. You know, you know. I mean, yeah. I, I just don't want to finish last, so it really doesn't matter. All right, then you're good. You're great. You don't have to worry I mean, about it. Yeah. Just, I mean, the more that we pick the same. I mean, yeah. what team? What team behind me? Like eleven. Eleven games. Yes. Just sign me up. Literally yeah, next right. week, Kenzo's going to say, "Tell me what uh, what uh, Andrew's taking." Yeah, yeah. Just just give me the same ones the rest of the year. Correct. <laughs> uh, Cowboys. <laughs> Weird line. Cowboys at the Vikings. Four o'clock window. God, I hate uh, this. I Vikings, hate this. Yeah, Vikings getting a point and a half at home against the Cowboys. What the hell do you do about this? Well, I mean, what in the world do you do about this? The line stinks. It stinks. And this is the obvious thing to do is you take the Cowboys, right? It's the reverse lock. But I did that last week with TCU Texas where the line stunk and it bit me in the ass. So now what do I do? 
This line is garbage. I'm not doing it this time. Vikings. Yeah, I, I'm having a tough time understanding this. A lot, of, a lot of, like, pundits are now talking about, like, the Cowboys are going to run the table and they're going to be the in the Super Bowl. And I'm like, am, am I missing – what am I missing that the Cowboys are that good and they've been dominant at any point this year? Um, I don't know if Zeke plays. I think they're actually better off when Zeke doesn't play uh, at this point in his career. I know it's horrible to say, but uh, Pollard's just – uh, a little bit quicker back and fits what they're doing on he, offense. They, he's probably better in short yardage, but that's about the only thing you could say. Yeah, but that's about the only thing. Like all Minnesota's doing is winning every time, and they're figuring out ways to win. Close games, blowouts, whatever. I'm going to take the Vikings. I, I don't. I mean, it's begging you to take the Cowboys, but I, I agree with you, Glenn. I, I'm not. I, too many times we've been bit by this. I'm just going to take the team that's playing great football. Yeah, none of us willing to follow Vegas. I got everyone on the Vikings over here. Ooh, Andrew Stekka's got a lone wolf. There he is. That's what he needs. Andrew Stekka, who, by the way, didn't he hit a lone wolf despite the fact that he's been Andrew Stekka this year? Yeah. Lone wolf. He's 5-3 and three with wow. lone wolves this season. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, Casey and I, actually, this is funny. Casey and I have the worst records as lone wolves this season. I'm like 0-3 or something. Uh, you're 0-2. I'm 0-1 in lone wolf picks. So you and I are the worst. Everybody else has at least a win. Uh, Kyle Ottenheimer, 1-0. Paul and John Proctor are 2-0. Uh, Griffin is 3-1. And, and Andrew Stecco, who's had the most, 5-3. and 5-3 is lone wolf. Next I up. feel like I've had a lot of pushes, though. Uh, well, we had four. Well, I mean, we all a get the same push. pushes. Like, push. nobody, <laughs> nobody gets the push by themselves, Ken. We all get the push. There have been no, four. No, but I was a lone wolf in the push. Uh, Bengals, AFC North matchup. Bengals at the Steelers, also in the 4 o'clock Say it again. Window. Say it again. The, the, the Bengals. The Bengals. The old Bengals. The, the Bengals. I'll come in here. The Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals, Bengals at Bengals. the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Steelers getting three and a half at home against the Bengals. <sighs> no Jamar Chase still, correct? Correct. He is still – is he on IR or is he just out? I don't know. He's not playing. He's on IR. He's just out. Mmm. T.J. Watt is back. I really, back I, really, I really want to, right? Like, I really, it's the Steelers at home, but the Bengals are coming off their bye, correct? Uh, yes, the Bengals are. Mm-hmm. Oh, I really want this. I'm, I'm not going to do it. Bengals. Yeah, this is, this is a confusing line for me, and everybody's looking at the Steelers, and they look so good last week, but they play the team that's basically tanking. Correct. Um, um, so I'm not, look, it, they weren't like they were explosive or anything. They look fine on defense, but Wad helps. I don't think Mink is back this week either, um, which doesn't help them on the back end against a team that likes to throw the ball a whole lot. I, I'll take the Bengals here. Uh, it's not that confusing for me. I disagree with you guys. Under Mike Tomlin, Steelers are 16-3-3 against the spread as home dogs. Uh, and, I mean, you know, TJ Watts back. I like the Steelers a lot here. And uh, I'm gonna. I'm all, I'm all by my lonesome uh, unless, mm-hmm. unless Stecka's with me. Stecka is the Steelers. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. God, <laughs> you, were fe- you were feeling so good, I, too. I really was. God, what a well, moment. Uh, what a, well, that's a waste of a pick for me, I guess. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, Sunday Night Football, Kansas City Chiefs at the Los Angeles Chargers, 820 on NBC. Uh, Chargers are home, and they're getting five and a half. What is the story? So both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen practiced, apparently. Is that the story? That's um, it's a horse of a different color if those guys play. Both of them practiced yesterday. Now, were they practicing yeah. before, or did they return to practice yesterday? Like, this is the return. They both returned to practice yesterday. They both returned yesterday. Because this is the infuriating part about making this pick. If they play, I think the Chargers cover. If they don't play, I don't think there's a chance in hell that the Chargers cover. If one of them plays, I think the Chargers have a chance at covering. You know what? I'll bite. What the hell? Chargers. I don't love it. No, no. I, I, I mean, I'm the same... I'm in the same place you are with, I mean, you, you without those two guys, you can't, I mean, the, no. the offense just stinks. Yeah, they're terrible. It just, it just, it just stinks. And, but again, they um, got a statement cover against the 49ers on Sunday night. That was a statement cover without any of their players. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's big for me. If, that, if that's where we're going. It's a statement okay, cover, okay. my friend. Statement cover. And, and, and what do we know about the Chiefs? Uh, they don't normally cover big numbers, except they did indeed cover a big number last week against the Jaguars. They did. They did. They did. And this they isn't did. that big dying. of a number. It's not. Um, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Kansas City. I don't. It's not for sure. Both of them play, and especially with Keenan Allen, who I just basically gave away in a league because I'm just over it. I get it. Uh, he may show. He may show up for for a couple of snaps, and they may not play him a full compliment um, his first week back. He's an in- in-game injury risk. Um, I'll take Kansas City. Uh, the line opened at 7, I think, so it's down to 5.5 now. Probably because they the guys got on the field. Yeah, uh, Herbert is 7-1 against the spread as a dog of three or more points. Division game, I'll stick with the Chargers. Uh, Glenn and I on the Chargers. Paul, seven and one against the spread as a dog. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's won seven games no, as yeah, an yeah, underdog. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. I thought, but it, I thought you just said he's seven and one as a dog. You got to say you're seven and one against the spread. I thought I said that. All right, All right. against the spread, seven yeah. and one. Justin Herbert is. Uh, Paul, myself, Glenn on the Chargers. Um, Proctor on the Chiefs. Kyle on the Chiefs. Ken on the Chiefs. Andrew Stecko. No, damn it. Oh, sorry. Chargers. Sorry. Damn it. Sorry. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Finally, uh, Ravens coming off the bye against the Panthers. Uh, Ravens minus thirteen. The hell do you do with this, right? Take the Ravens. Like it seems that way, but it's still thirteen points for a team that in this oh, in thi- playing this style. Stop wait, it. shut up. Playing this style of football <laughs> is not likely to be blowing team. This is they're not likely to score thirty some points, right? This style of football that they have gone back to playing, the more likely scenario is they're going to be in the range of 24 points. Now, it's totally plausible that it's 24 to 7 or 24 to 6 or something like that, right? But there is covering 13 is more difficult when you're not a team that's going to end up scoring 40 points, most likely. But I'm not going down betting against the Ravens, against the Panthers. Yes, give me the Ravens. So, what, what number would it have to have been for you to take? Carolina. I, you know, it's an interesting question, Ken. I wonder if it had gotten over two touchdowns. Like, if it had been 15 points, I'd really – like, 24 to 10 is still a very plausible and logical outcome. 
And you do worry about like there being a backdoor cover, right? They allowed points to the the Saints in the second half. They decided, you know, they didn't feel like tackling Jawan Johnson. Um, I, I, and I get it. Right. Chuck Clark right, thought he right, was right, right. Chuck thought he, Clark thought he was out right. of bounds. Um, like twenty four to ten feels like a comfortable score it could be. So you get to a point where twenty four tens out of the equation where it's got to be. 24-7, 27-10, something like that. I start getting a little nervous at that point. I think if it had been more than two touchdowns, I would have had to have played the other way. So I agree with you. I, mine was 14 and a half. At 14 and a half, I would have started to think about it. Yeah. But, but I mean, look, you're getting Baker, uh, whatever. He stinks. I mean, we're the Ravens defensively. I mean, this is as excited as I've been for a defensive football team at this point in a long, long time. Um, with everybody that's coming back healthy, may get another piece for the the, the pass rush uh, coming back. Uh, Roquan Smith just—I mean, the the defense just looked different with him and Bowser. Like, like it was like everybody woke up. It's like, oh, so this is a good a good defensive football team yep. now. Um, so uh, Carolina stinks. Uh, they don't know what they're doing. You may get you may get Sam Darnold during this game uh, because Baker's going to be so bad. Uh, and and one of the few here, I'm going to give the Ravens coach, Mister Harbaugh. Whoa! Wait a minute, everybody, 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 be seated. Whoa! They are great coming out of a bye. They are. That is true. They they really are. I don't know what they are against the spread, but I know they rarely lose. And I think if they win this game, they win it big. So I'm going to take the Ravens. I'm on the Ravens along with everybody else. I don't have any stats on it, but yeah, I think the Ravens run the ball. Shouldn't uh, it's be a close. clean sweep, which is bad news for us. Andrew Stecka is also on the Ravens, but doesn't matter because it's a clean sweep for this one. All right, buddy. At Fans Fantasy on Twitter is how you follow him. We'll get the picks up later today at glennclarkradio.com. Appreciate you, pal. I guess we'll talk next Wednesday will be the plan for picks next week. That's a good day. I'll be in town. All right, I may even come in. I may. Oh, I may even come in. What the hell? Maybe, you could have. So I, we could have done if, a side bet after all. No, no, no. I I, I don't know that I can, which is why. Thing. But all I'm. Right, all right, all right. There you go. All right, but because I have I have turkey bowl. So. Oh, bye. okay. Got you. All right, pal. We'll talk okay. to you. See you. Take care, guys. It's KZ joining us here on GCR. Um, all right, let me squeeze in a break. Let me squeeze in a break real quick. Uh, then we'll talk to AJ. AJ Francis, the former Terp. Now top dollar in WWE, he joins us next, Glenn Clark Radio. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-554. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The weather outside is 
really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at glorydaysgrill.com. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials, we'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show, too. All right, back in here on GCR. The next Tyus Bowser show will be coming up on November 29th. We will be at Mother's Peninsula Grill down in Arnold. Not a lot of shows head down that way. We're going to bring Tyus Bowser and a special guest down to Anne Arundel County. We hope that you will come join us as we will be at Mother's Peninsula Grill on November 29th. You can find out more at PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. The Tyus Bowser Show is a partnership of PressBox and Great Eights Memorabilia. It is brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialist and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Before that, I'm going to be in College Park on Saturday. We need you guys to come out to the Maryland-Ohio State game, and we need you to bring your non-perishable food items. Joining us now, one of my best friends on the face of the planet, of course, the former Terp, former NFL defensive lineman. You know him as Top Dollar now on Friday Night SmackDown on Fox. He is our friend, Mr. AJ Francis, and he's back with us on GCR. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm good, man. It's cool to know that you're doing a crossover episode with Hey Arnold. <laughs> Dude, that's your that you you're from that neck of the woods, right? Like you're you were an AA County guy. Uh, not quite, not 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 quite Arnold. But not yeah, Arnold. I'm, more, yeah. I'm closer to B- but I'm closer to BWI, yeah. I'm no. an Arnold County guy through and through. Uh, no doubt about it. And that's where uh, we're headed down. We're, we're taking everything to Sarah's house on Saturday, correct? Yeah, Sarah's, Sarah's house is in Fort Meade. Yeah, it's um, uh, right off of 175 in Fort Meade, um, across the street from the uh, Fort Meade Army Base and Meade High School, Meade Middle School, 
the area I grew up in. Uh, you know, my dad works there. He works at the middle school now, but he went to the high school. He coached football at the high school. He still coaches basketball at the high school. So it's like, you know, that's my community, man. So that's why I serve it. I don't normally, like, when we do this, we don't normally do an interview, but I, I want you to tell this story for everybody about why this has mattered so much to you, because, you know, I, you know I love you, you know, we've been we've been friends for a long time, but one of the things I love most about you is that- Have we? Yeah. I, th- I thought so. I thought so. Um, or you put up with me, anyway, for a long time. Um, why has this been something that was so important to you? Why did you start this years ago? Why Sarah's house? Why is it that I'm going to go clean out another grocery store of all their ramen noodles in the next 24 hours to make sure that uh, we have even more to take when we go there on Saturday? Yeah, the amount of ramen noodles that Glenn brings every year is, is comical. It's like a car full of ramen noodles. I just imagine you getting pulled over. <laughs> trying to be explain. Like, what? Right, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> they on they think they think I'm running like a ramen noodle black market. <laughs> yeah. Or you or you or you got something that's not seasoned in the package. Correct. To right. So, uh, but uh, yeah, no, nah, man. It's just I grew up in that community, and uh, my dad has always been big in, in serving the community, and. Um, we don't just do the food drive. We do a trunk or treat, uh, you know, during Halloween time. We do uh, back-to-school backpack giveaways. Um, you know, I did my charity basketball game, celebrity basketball game. We raised money for them. So, like, it's just, you know, these kids, most of the people at Serious House are kids. It's like 70% kids. And, like, um, these kids didn't pick their lot in life. They didn't choose the cards they were dealt. Um, and they need to know that people still care about them because when you grow up in a situation like that, it's very easy to think that no one cares about you. Mm. And um, uh, it's, 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 it's always good to give back because it's an opportunity to show, you know, the community that, you know, if we understand that we're being underserved, like, for example, like, um, I believe, now granted, I, I'll say that I, Joe, I voted for Joe Biden, but they're about to do like $40 billion to Ukraine again or some wild thing like that. And I understand that there's an importance there, but that $40 billion, half of that could go to, I don't know, you know, helping feed homeless children or, Mm. uh, you know, the homelessness issue in general, um, hunger in the United States, many issues that we still have to overcome. But the thing is, for some reason in our country, it's expected for the community to take care of these people instead of the government. Um, and I want to show the community that it can be done. Um, I've showed the community it can be done getting to the NFL. Um, I've showed the community it can be done going to WWE. But all those things pale in comparison to taking care of kids where you're from. Man, that's really well said, bro. AJ Francis is with us again this Saturday, Maryland, Ohio State. Game kicks off at three thirty. What time are we going to start collecting? What time? I mean, like, I don't even know what time the gates open on. Uh, the g- gates open at two. Okay. Um, so we'll start collecting. We'll start collecting around two. Right. Um, so we need. Is, uh, uh, but we'll be down there earlier than that. Um, there will be a couple special guests that'll be there. Oh. Um, I'll oh. give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. One of them is a two-time Super Bowl champ. Oh, I know uh, that gentleman. I'm I'm for, I'm familiar with uh, his work. <laughs> And then uh, another one of them is uh, another one of them is the guy that uh, gets beat up until I tag in. So you know, there's uh, <laughs> another former Terp, 
perhaps. <laughs> a couple of other turf. former turf. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. I like that. I like that guy. He's he's my favorite member of Hit Row. Uh, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> my kids are always like. I mean, it's because, I, it's, I mean, it makes sense because uh, I'm your kid's favorite member of Jobbing Out. That's so true. That's a fact. <laughs> God, they get so excited whenever you guys come out. They are like they haven't even seen you in years, and they're just still they're like Uncle AJ. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's 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 our guy. We love him. Yeah. That's our guy. Um, so we need you guys to come down on Saturday. That's cool. Uh, some cool special guests that will be joining AJ as well. And, by the way, you, you forgot the, the real star, of course, the host of Glenn Clark Radio um, from 1057 uh, yeah, Baltimore. That's yeah, Baltimore. So that's, that's, that's the one everybody's, everybody's like. You know, they, they, they walk up, and it's you and your friends. They're like, hey, where's the real star of the food drive? Yeah, where, which, I need a which gate? Glenn Clark. Where is he at? Where, which gate do we need to go to? Legitimately, I the, know that Tori Smith is here, but where's Glenn Clark? <laughs> right. No, that guy's okay. Like, he's all right. If I have to say hello to him, I will. But I'm really here. Which gate? It's weird because the last time AJ put me at the gate that nobody came in. And that was really weird. I was like, now what's that all about? Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no yeah, sense. Not, it doesn't seem like you're a draw. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that. I don't get it at all. I have no <laughs> clue what it is that you're trying to say. Uh, can you please maybe not beat me up as much as you normally do when we see each other on uh, Saturday? Can yeah, you... I'll, probably, I'll, probably, I'll, probably, I'll probably, you know, take it easy on you because hey. it'll be a... It'll be a long day for me. So, by the way, day. thanks for scheduling this on like the coldest weekend of the year. By the way, shout, shout out to you for tell picking me. that weekend. Tell, tell me about it. I'm in Orlando right now. I went outside. It's like 62. I was like, God, God what are you doing? Here. What are you doing? <laughs> you should have told Tori he could handle this one. Like, Tori, you got Glenn. You guys will be fine. <laughs> See you next time. Yeah, um, hey, did I? Too freezing to be that. Did I tell you that I'm I'm bringing the kids down to Orlando in January? Uh, you did not. Oh, Let's we're doing. Sure you let me know when. Yeah, we're doing. We're doing Disney or. Yeah, we're doing the whole. Doing yeah, Universal. we're doing the Disney thing, dude. They're you know they're like all in on Star Wars. Universal, bro. bro. I know, I know, I know. We, you and I have talked about this before, but they want to make the lightsaber. They want to do all the Star Wars stuff, man. Like, okay, respect. Well, if. Tell me the day that you're going to Hollywood Studios. I'll come with you. All right, all right. We will plan that when we get down there. Um, everything good, man? Like I, you, you, all you do is keep killing it week in and week out. Like Jesus, dude. I, I know this yeah, is. Yeah. I let's let's do this for a second because people that don't listen to Jobbing Out, AJ has called every shot in his life, and this is one of the things that I have sure. always respected the most about him is that whenever I try to get him to be like, hey, this is really exciting, he's like, yeah, but I planned on this. Like, he no-sells everything that he does because he's like, yeah, this was always part of the plans. I'm not really all that surprised by it. Um, everything that you're accomplishing right now, go back and tell you know, 12-year-old AJ that this is what you'd be doing, and 12-year-old AJ would have just said, yeah, that sounds right. Pretty much. I mean, I've been planning this out for a long time, man, like, People would laugh at my plans and people would tell me all the reasons that I couldn't go to the NFL or I couldn't go to uh, get a D1 scholarship or I couldn't be in WWE. And I always laughed at them behind their back, not to their face, because, you know, I try to be a nice person in their face. But the best thing is when they have to come back around later and admit that they were wrong. That's the best part of it. Mm. Right. So, like, I, you know, being in WWE, man, is like, 
it's crazy that this is my life because like I used to dedicate, I'm used to, I still do, but I, when I was a kid, I used to dedicate so much of my time to wrestling, right? And like watching wrestling, thinking about wrestling, fantasy booking, playing with my action figures, like buying the t-shirts, buying the replica belts, like, uh, like I had Stone Cold on my cake as a kid. I had The Rock on my cake as a kid. I had Bret Hart on my cake as a kid. Like these are things that I spent my entire life dedicated to, to then after I was done in the NFL being like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then, you know, within a year and a half of not even within 14 months of starting wrestling training, I'm in WWE. Like that's unheard of. Like people don't do that. People don't do that. Now granted it's a lot easier when you play in the NFL, but like people don't do that, bro. And so like being able to do that, it was just a blessing to be able to be in a position that I'm in now. And like, well, I'm doing what I wanted to do. Like I created hit row. Like I want to do this. And they were like, yeah, that's great. Let's do that. So it's like, everything has just worked out for me, man. And I, I think I was just born with a horseshoe in my ass. Like, it, I, think it's I don't, I mean, I don't know if it's that. It also helps that you can lift three human beings at the same time. That doesn't hurt. Yeah. Your... I mean, yeah, that, and don't forget, don't forget the moonsault and the kipple. Correct. Like, I can do that too. Correct. Yo. That's my favorite, that's my favorite thing about like the other day we had the match with Shinsuke. It's like, I did a move where I lifted two human beings. And then the very next thing I did was run to the top rope. It's amazing. And it's like, who, it's like, who else in wrestling can do what I do? It's I'm so cool. It's so cool, dude. Uh, by the way, I didn't even, like, tell me about the whole weight loss thing, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I lost uh, 70 pounds in the last three months. Um, Holy stri- Strictly off of drinking a lot of water. So if you're hearing this and you're trying to lose weight, I drink about two to three gallons of water a day, and which makes me only eat about a meal and a half a day. And um, I just have cut so much weight in the last three months. I haven't weighed this little since uh, my junior year at Maryland when Randy Edsel made me uh, lose all the weight like a military person. Um, <laughs> when, Rand- when Randy Edsel made me survive off of Turkish sandwiches. I haven't, lost, uh, I, haven't uh, lost, I haven't weighed this little since then. Um, since I was very malnourished my mm, junior year mm, boy. At, uh, at Maryland. Boy, that sounds so, uh, sounds like good times. Sounds like <laughs> sounds sounds like things were going really well then. Uh, I don't know if you heard good good to great, AJ. I'm not sure if you're, you're that good was to good to great. Good to great. That was the plan for Maryland football, and um, I, it worked out well. Uh, it was a really smart idea to run out the greatest coach in Maryland football history for Randy Edsel. That yeah, was it was a, very smart to get rid of the coach of the year. Yeah, brilliant, the, brilliant. The, the military leader of the year. <sighs> anyway, uh, we like Mike Loxley, so we're good now. <laughs> we're big, good. big Mike Loxley guy. Correct. Big Mike Loxley guy. Big Mike Loxley guys. Oh man! Speaking of which, the Terps are going to do it this weekend. You heard it here first, bro. I, they better because I just bet them to cover. I'm going to need you to. I don't know, like twenty-seven and a half, really. Yo, twenty-seven and a half. Twenty-seven and a man, half. Ohio State's they good, dude. Still my cover. That's I know, right? Isn't that the nuts part? Like, I bet him to come, and then I'm like, wait a second, what am I doing? <laughs> this is Ohio State. Marvin Harrison Jr. is insane. Like, and and by the way, Marvin Harrison Jr. is insane, and might not even be their best wide receiver. Like, that's how good Ohio State is. They're nuts, man. Oh, it drives me every crazy. year too, bro. Every every. Hey, don't worry. 
We don't worry. Whatever happens in football, we always tend to get our lick back in basketball. Well, do we anymore? I mean, I hope that's changing. I hope that's changing, man. I, I really like Kevin Willard. I don't know if you had a chance yet to talk with him, but like, I I, I like the guy. Um, I don't know if he can coach yet or not. We'll find that out, but I like him. We'll see how that goes. You know, right. I read a stat. It was, um, it was uh, since Maryland joined the Big Ten and all sports combined, we're like third in championships in the Big but Ten. But that, may, I mean, that makes obviously that, a lot. Behind Ohio State, Michigan, obviously. Think about this, right? Like, and nobody talks about it. Maryland field hockey could win a national championship this weekend. They're in the Final Four. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, Sasha's program. We don't program, want to talk about lacrosse. Men yeah, and women. Yeah, 100%. And Sasha's program has Soccer killed it too. for years. Yeah. Exactly right. Like, um, obviously, the the women's basketball team has won a ton of Big Ten. T- like, I, I get yes. it. It has been tough because Maryland has not necessarily been world beaters in the sports that we care the most about. Um, but dude, this is still a top notch athletics program from top to bottom. Like let's let's be straight kinda, about that. It's kinda it's kinda sexist of you to only care about football and men's basketball. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, bro. I don't need that from you. I don't need that from you. Yeah. My God. All right. Uh he is AJ Francis at AJ Francis four one oh. Um uh by by the by the way, what, what do you think about Lamar? Give me your Lamar rundown. What do you think about what the Ravens are doing? Pay the man. Yeah, I'm with you on Pay that. Pay the man. We had a whole Pay back and we had a whole back and forth about this a few months ago. I don't know if you know this, but you inspired me to go back and write a second column. Because I wrote a column sort of laying out the entirety of the picture of what was going on here and why it was like a fundamental moment for like a paradigm shift in the NFL. And you responded to it and you were like, dude, what are you talking about? You pay Lam- if Lamar Jackson wants guaranteed money, you pay him. And I realized that in that entire column I wrote, I hadn't written that part. So you actually inspired me to write another column two weeks ago where I said, hey, remember everything I said? I want to make it abundantly clear that ultimately you still have to pay him. Like, just you because... You have to pay him. I, I get it. He's like, on your team. You don't let someone like that go. I, yes, it's, it's unfortunate because you got swindled by Joe Flacco once. I get it. Hey, I bro. Hey, bro. They got swindled by drafting like ass and not having any wide receivers on the field. Like, this... But, dude, we yeah. need to talk about this. I'm not I'm not trying to, to were you in DC when Kirk Cousins was in DC? I don't even know if you guys were even teammates at any point. Yeah, I was. Okay. No, we were teammates. I don't want to teammates. say anything negative at all about Kirk Cousins. He's playing really well. But no disrespect for us to talk about Kirk Cousins like an MVP candidate when Justin Jefferson is on the same team and doing what he's doing. Yo, there's an MVP candidate in Minnesota or there should be. His name is Justin Jefferson. The wide receiver the position. Thing, I, say this, I say this about I say this about Kirk all the time. When Kirk is on, I was there. Kirk outdueled Aaron Rodgers, who, for my money, is the greatest quarterback of all time. Okay, he outdueled Aaron Rodgers. I was there. He threw. He played a better game than Aaron Rodgers, and we beat the Packers. I was there. I will not forget it. Okay. Yeah. When Kirk is on, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But Kirk's not on every week, right? The reason why it's looking like Kirk is on every week now is because he has Justin Jefferson. Justin right? Jefferson. So like. So like. Is Kirk Cousins capable of winning a Super Bowl? Yeah, with the team that he currently has. But, like, you're telling me if Minnesota happens to play Green Bay in the first round of the playoffs that you're rocking with Minnesota? Because I'm surely not. I get it. I get it. There is a lack of trust there. <laughs> but I, dude, the, the wide receiver the, thing. The whole, point I bring, the, whole, the whole point I bring up about Lamar is that, like, Lamar ain't got no receivers. Nope. Like, 
Lamar's leading receiver is his tight end who's missed a couple games. And by the way, is really good. I don't want to take anything away from Mark Andrews. He's outstanding. But he ain't a wide he's receiver. He's very good, but he's missed games. Correct. And he's a tight end, and he's the leading receiver. Lamar is the leading rusher on the team as well. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so it's like you, you have a player like that that if you happen to be able to put some guys around him can take you to a Super Bowl. If he's able to do this, but well, the Ravens are six and three, right? First in the AFC North, right? Yes. Like he, if he's able to do this with the weapons that you provided him, imagine look, look, look what happened with Tom Brady got Randy Moss. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Tom Brady was always great. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Facts. He finally got a guy. I, I'm, I'm not. Look, <laughs> so I think like, I think Josh Allen is good. But do we remember what Josh Allen was before Stefan Diggs showed up and then what he looked like after Stefan Diggs showed up? Yeah, true. I think Stefan Diggs could have been MVP like, in 2020, baby. Like, I think. I, he could have. I'm telling you, man, we need to you talk about Lamar, though. I'm you with you. You have to pay Lamar, though. You have to pay Lamar, bro. If you don't, if you guys let Lamar go, <laughs> it'll be the worst thing that the Ravens. Do you really want to play with Taylor Heineke? No, like, no. Do, do you want Do you want Carson Wentz? Like, do you want like, Do you want Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, what are we doing here, bro? Like, I, I, I promise you, I am with you. I, like, it's it's a little bit weird. But I, you know, it's it's really funny you bring this up because I don't remember. I think it was Dom. I, it was Dominic Foxworth and I were talking about it a couple weeks ago. He's like. I actually don't think guaranteed money for a quarterback is that big of a deal. Quarterbacks never get cut, right? Like, you're never going to not yeah. get your money. But I also understand, like, there's a precedent that's been set. If Deshaun Watson got fully guaranteed money, Lamar Jackson is without a shadow of a doubt more valuable than Deshaun Watson. Like, there's no debate and, about this. And less trouble. Correct. And less trouble. That's, and that, that's what I'm going into when I talk about that. Like, there is no debate about which of those guys is worth more. If the precedent is Deshaun Watson got fully guaranteed money, I get why Lamar would turn around and say, yeah, you're going to have to give me the same thing. That's the way this is going to go. Oh, you don't want to pay me? You don't, you don't yeah. want to pay me? Somebody, oh, okay. somebody will. I'm going to Houston. Yeah, correct. Somebody's going to be happy to give me that type of money. Oh, God. All right, buddy. Uh, again, Saturday, we need you all to come out, Maryland, Ohio State, and bring your non-perishable food items. And for some of you in our audience, go ask your kids if they're fans of Hit Row. Go ask your kids if they're fans of Top Dollar, and then you're going to have the opportunity to bring them out on Saturday and, and meet the man. But you got to bring your non-perishable food items in order to make sure that happens. Come make a donation and your kids can meet one of their favorite wrestling superstars that they watch on SmackDown every Hero, Friday night. Hero love the kids. Hero love the kids. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Trick love the kids. All right. Uh, am I allowed to say Trick that? Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how this works. All right, bro. I love you. Uh, we'll see you on Saturday. Uh, I'll talk to you later on. Thank uh, you, buddy. Saturday, bro. I love you too. It's AJ Francis, the former Terp. Of course, top dollar in WWE. And, uh, again, please come join us this Saturday. That's cool. Uh, Tori Smith will be there with us. And uh, uh, the artist formerly known as Tahuti Miles, now Ashanti the Adonis of uh, Hit Row as well, will be hanging out and uh, collecting uh, food items with us on Saturday, which is great. Looking forward to a big day, the Maryland-Ohio State game. Please come join us. Uh, and bring your non-perishable food items out to benefit Sarah's house this Saturday afternoon. When we come back in, oh, today's show, I feel like I'm behind on this stuff. Today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines. 
so you can choose the perfect Tacoma for your driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Tidbit, tubular, and segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back with Season 2 of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And, of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. What is it, Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 1057 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, November 29th at Mother's Peninsula Grill, 969 Ritchie Highway in Arnold. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 11.40. FanDuel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 11.40, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports' Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. The weather outside is really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at glorydaysgrill.com glorydaysgrill Great food, good sports. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at PressBoxOnline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest. And I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. I keep trying to tell you, we are just days away from sports betting, online sports betting here in the state of Maryland. And you're going to end up signing up. Make sure you're taking advantage of the incredible offers that are available to you. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers right now. Get up to $300 in pre-registration credit plus other incentives. PressBoxOnline.com slash offers. 
get up to $300 worth of pre-registration credit. And we'll have more offers coming. Again, pressboxonline.com slash offers. Let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you today by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. With the Ravens being back at home this Sunday, you're going to get a chance to sample the cooking from the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Stop by the game day firehouse, 1202 Ridgely Street, just west of the stadium at the Firefighters Union Hall. Sample the cooking. Register to win your own Ginsu Kamado Grill as well as $500 worth of grilling meats. As always, use the code TAILGATE and you'll save $100 when you order a Ginsu Kamado Grill. Ginsugrills.com. It is the perfect ceramic home grill or tailgate grill for smoking, searing, baking, and grilling all kinds of food. All right, I have a very fitting tidbit. Uh, didn't I mean, I didn't know we were going to talk so much Justin Jefferson today, but uh, it kind of works out. I am a Jefferson, Justin Jefferson guy. Yes, so he, uh, with his... 100 yards receiving on uh, Sunday against uh, against the uh, Bills. That was his 20th game of 100 yards receiving or more, and that is the most by any receiver in their first three seasons. That is 20 games through his first three seasons, okay. most by any other receiver. Can you name the rest of the receivers to round out the – let's make it round out the – with 15 or more. All right, say, so, it, say it again while I think about this. All right, so there are eight more guys that have had 15 or more games – with 100 yards receiving in their first three career seasons. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, not on the list. It's more than a little surprising. Yes, it is. Eight guys. Randy Moss. Randy Moss has 19, second, tied for second. I hear he's good. He is pretty good. Um, how about A.J. Green? AJ Green is an excellent guess. He has 15 that ties him for he, he's in the top he's in the top nine, which is what I'm looking for, and uh, he he is on there tied for one two three four five six tied for seventh. Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson not in that there. That seems impossible. Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald also not on there. Well, this is a stupid list. It's worthless. Michael Thomas. Uh, Michael Thomas, not on there either. Mike Evans. Mike Evans, also not Julio on there. Julio Jones. Not Julio Jones what, either. What is this list? This is this, uh, Odell is Beckham. A, there you go. Odell Beckham tied with uh, Randy Moss for second. They both have 19, one behind Jefferson. Very stupid, stupid list. You need one, two, three, five more. Yeah, I, I'm aware. Thank you. I've got I've got it in front of me here. Okay. Uh, Tory Holt. Tory Holt's a good guess, but only 13 in his first three Reggie seasons. Wayne. Reggie Wayne, less than less than that. Not on there. This is this is this is this list is in a box. Julio Jones had 12, so did Mike Evans. Andre Johnson. Andre Johnson, not on there. What is this? Uh let's stop. See. Don't. Okay. Don't. AJ Brown. Not A.J. Brown, only 12 for A.J. Brown. What a bum. Get him out. I mean, it's, it's just it's unacceptable is what that is. Um, Marcus Colston. I like that guess, but no. <laughs> it was just a good pull. I like that. Trying to, man, I, I really want to make you feel better about sucking because <laughs> you, you suck. Stephon Diggs. Not Stephon Diggs. Devontae Adams. Not Devontae Adams. Yes, he wasn't. He didn't have a big rookie season. Um, Keenan Allen. Not Keenan Allen. Somebody start giving you a hint. No. All right. Marvin Harrison. Not Marvin Harrison. Isaac Bruce. No. 
Who are these people? Two more that you should definitely get because they're both recent. They 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 would have done it in the past. Well, actually, I guess Jeez. this guy's a little older. I just I, I don't, I don't, nothing. So so nothing then is what you're saying. I mean, I, I'm trying so, to think of so, a way to not give it away. So nothing then. <laughs> uh, one guy that's really old from the '60s. I guess you'll, you probably wouldn't get him. He was with the he did it with the Bears and the Broncos. Bears and the Broncos from the sixties. Yeah, it was born in nineteen thirty-five. But I, the Bears and the Broncos is throwing me. More, more the Broncos. More the Broncos. I don't, I don't have too many good hints for this guy. <laughs> All right, just tell me. Uh, Lionel Taylor. Uh, okay, 15, I mean I would have gotten there eventually. Fifteen such games. Okay, Lionel Taylor. Two more, two more guys that are much older. Oh, good. I and then like there are two more guys. That Don Maynard, this not Don Maynard. Don Hudson. Mm-mm. Two other guys that are much older. Steve Largent. No. Raymond Berry. No. Lance Allworth. Not Lance Allworth. Uh, Jesus. Oiler, a, a Houston Oiler, in his first three seasons that he did this. Houston Oiler. Also in the 60s. In the 60s. 60 to the 62. So it's not Haywood Jeffries. Mm-mm. Uh, Houston Oiler. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Bill Groman. Yeah, okay. I, we never never would have gotten it. Uh, and this guy did it with the San Diego Chargers in the late 70s. Uh, late se- uh, Stallworth. Mm. No, he was the Steelers. Um, oh, my God. In the late 70s. I, um, oh, my God. Probably more known with the, be- it, it, with the Packers. Oh, Wait, James Lofton? No, not James Lofton. No, he was the Chargers. More known with the Packers. More known with the Packers. More known with the Packers, but did it with the Chargers. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's I got a similar last name to the guy. Well, not a similar. The same last name as the guy that we've been talking about. Oh, 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 God. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Oh, my God. Holy crap. Oh, my God. John Jefferson. Good job. Thank you. Good job. Jesus John Jefferson. Christ. Two more that both did it after 2000. I guessed all of those guys. No, you didn't, because they're still here. This guy is not Wes in the NFL Welker. right now, uh, but he spent Antonio Brown. Mm-mm. He spent uh, his entire career with the Colts, but he's not. T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton. It's random. Yeah, it is this random. List, this list is worthless. Is what we're learning. Sixteen in his first. This is a uh, worthless accomplishment. Seasons. It's not really. And then one more guy, uh, known for his, known known for his time in Baltimore. Obviously, didn't do it with the Ravens. Known for his time in Baltimore, but didn't do Steve Smith? Mm-mm. Known for Won his time Bowl. in Baltimore. Anquan? Anquan Bolden. That's a little surprising. He had actually. 15 games uh, in his first three seasons right. of 100 yards received. All right. That was, a, that was a mess. All right. Uh, Tubular is brought to you by Guilford Hall Brewery. It is a gem. It is not a mess. It is a wonderful place in our city. 1611, Station, uh, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. Live music, yappy hour, live trivia, delicious craft brews, including the Guilford Hall Lager, the Bavaria-inspired menu. Find out more at guilfordhall.com. Busy night for Totally Tubular. Uh, Amazon Prime has Titans Packers at 8.15. Uh, Another football game, SMU and Tulane on ESPN at 7.30. The NCAA soccer tournament underway right now. Navy and Georgetown on ESPN+. Plus Later tonight, Fairleigh Dickinson in Maryland, 6 o'clock. 
Local hoops tonight, all on ESPN+. Plus. Towson, UNC, Greensboro at 7. Loyola hosts Washington College at 7. Coppin State travels to Tennessee Tech at 8.30. College basketball throughout the day. It's one of those glorious days of the year where there's just sports all day. We get this this week and next week because there's tournaments in uh, Myrtle Beach and Charleston. And so whenever you tune in to ESPNU or ESPN2, you're going to have basketball on. Um, what else matters tonight? What else? What else? Capitals Blues, 8 o'clock on NBC Sports Washington. MVP announcement coming up at 6 on MLB Network. So there is, I guess, still some, you know, I'm going to assume that it ends up being Aaron Judge, but a lot of people would still say it should be Shohei Otani. I saw he's going to play in the World Baseball Classic, by the way, for Team Japan. Oh, Shohei, Shohei Otani. So that's kind of a big story. Uh, ATP Tour Finals continue on the Tennis Channel. Everything else, go to glennclarkradio.com find it there. What you got? Uh, pickled on CBS. Celebrity Pickleball I, Tournament. Oh, no. Oh, God. Yeah, oh, not, not fun. God, I when you said pickle, I, I was so excited, and then you ruined it. Um, Christmas with you. Uh, so Netflix, I guess, is just going to keep pumping out Hallmark. They're going to do Hallmark Christmas movies now. Uh, Christmas with you, a pop star leaves the city, falls in love uh, with uh, some handsome guy in a Isn't little Isn't that town. the Ryan Reynolds movie? Is that isn't I, that I w- just like isn't isn't that legitimately just no no, no isn't that th- wasn't that just friends, just friends with Ryan Reynolds and Chris Pratt's ex-wife. What the hell, Anna Emily. Faris? Oh, right, Anna Faris. that was uh, her name. Was a Christmas movie about a pop star. They're all the same. Was dating Ryan Reynolds. Uh, by the way, Just Friends was excellent. It was a, it was a hilarious film. I loved it. And Ryan Reynolds was charming as hell. By the way, Ryan Reynolds has been exactly as good looking and charming for twenty years. For twenty. Years he has changed, not slightly. God, I wish I could be that man or be with that man. I would take either one. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the exact same plot as Just Friends. Okay, wasn't well, that what that Netflix was called? Netflix is doing another one with oh, no okay. name actors. All right, well, okay, the, ba- the same setup because the story of Just Friends. Was I mean, he, all the all the he was dating the, the pop star, and then he got they they broke down wherever they were going. They broke down in his old hometown, and he reconnected with. Of, of an ex-flame while he was home for Christmas. It was not... This was a crazy thing about Just Friends. It was very much a Christmas movie. I believe it came out in, like, March. It was a very weird bit. They did not market it all as a Christmas movie, despite the fact that it was entirely a Christmas movie. Uh, also on um, on Netflix, 1899 is a series. No, we were supposed to do our movie review today. Oh, yeah. Do you want to Son of a bitch, or? why didn't you remind me of that? We were no, busy. we got, busy we got show. we're out of time. Show. We can, Monday, we can, can we do it Monday? Oh, the Ravens. Yeah. As long as the Ravens do anything crazy on Monday, we can do it. All right. uh, Pepsi, where's my jet documentary on Netflix as well? Some kid, uh, Pepsi said, if you get 7 million Pepsi points, you get a you get a, a Harrier jet. So John Leonard, this guy, is su- sued Pepsi, and they're make, making a documentary. It was from a long time ago when they made a commercial. And I guess, I guess this doesn't ring a bell to you. I thought maybe... Doesn't mean anything. Yeah, to doesn't me. mean anything much to me either. But Pepsi okay. was my jet documentary. Christmas Story Christmas on HBO Max. That's today. Yes. Really? Uh huh. Ralphie's right. back. Well, might have to spend some. And time. he's a dad. Yeah, it's gonna suck. I'm gonna hate it, but <laughs> I have to watch it. Apparently, Vince Vaughn's in it. Why? I don't know, but he was in the like cast list. <sighs> and also Santa Camp on uh, on HBO as well. Documentary. So there's a New England I'm- Santa Society. Um, that actually is not that. That sounds kind of interesting to me. I might, I might be in for Santa Camp. I did finish Wrexham, so I'm, I'm, I'm open. But I'm gonna do Gosh. God forbid, or maybe I'm gonna do Christmas Story Christmas. Now I don't know yet. <laughs> I haven't decided. Uh, that's it. That's it. All right. Very good. Thanks today. Oh, uh, just one more reminder again. FanDuel.com. Sorry. Pressboxonline.com/offers. Again, you can 
Get up to $300 worth of incentives for registering right now for online betting, which is coming within days here in the state of Maryland. Thanks today to A.J. Francis. Thanks to KZ. Thanks to Al Wallace. Thanks to Brian Baldinger. We'll get all of that up in the greatest hits section of the Arch tab at glennclarkradio.com. Uh, Stan the Fan will be in studio again tomorrow. He's back. Uh, Bo Smolka will join us to uh, preview the Ravens and stuff and things, I'm stuff assuming. And things, stuff, stuff, and things. And things. stuff and things on a Friday edition of the program. All right, thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the Baltimore County Police Department, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, Casas Inn, the Baltimore Area Chick-fil-A Restaurants, Guilford Hall Brewery, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, UMBC Athletics, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass is how you follow him. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Thursday evening. Go local hoops teams. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too. We wrap up today's show by bringing you segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show from this past Tuesday night at Mother's North Grill in Timonium. Welcome back into the Tyus Bowser Show. Rita and Glenn alongside Tyus Bowser, Calais Campbell. Pressbox 105.7 The Fan. We are live at Mother's North Grill in Timonium. Tyus Bowser Show is also brought to you by the Ginsu Kamado Grill. Coming soon, the Ginsu Kamado Grill, the perfect ceramic tailgate or a home grill for searing, grilling, baking, and smoking all kinds of food. If you're headed to the game on Sunday, stop by the Game Day Firehouse, 1202 Ridgely Street, just west of the stadium. Sample some cooking from the Ginsu Kamado Grill. Register to win it your own. Why are you giving me that look right now? I'm not. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at both of them because they're clearly watching basketball. So what's going on here? You have a show to do. Okay? I do. You got a show to do. You do both of y'all, both of y'all are peeking over I can at do the two things at one time. Okay. All right. We good. Man, she is a mom sometimes. <laughs> it comes out. Yeah, I heard him give him a shout out to Kamado Grill and stuff. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that while watching Kentucky and Michigan State play. They'll be okay. I'm, I promise yeah. you, they're gonna be good. Oh man! All right, so bye week. We know you went to Philly uh, on Monday night, but what else did you get to do? How'd you spend your week? So um, I went down to D.C. for a few days. Um, I went to the Watergate Hotel. Just got a hotel there and kind of just chilled out. Um, and then I went to uh, Houston Saturday morning, um, had to deal with some stuff with the house, and then got to go and see our guys play against Temple um, around 3 o'clock, 2 o'clock, and then uh, went out with the guys, a few of the guys that I played with back in college, we went to go and see the uh, UFC fight, and um, kind of just chilled out, hung out, went out and stuff. That was kind of shocking, by the way. That was very shocking. That, that was, was very shocking, but you, you could see, you could see some bad was about to happen. I feel like I almost like the fact that when dudes are clearly not trying to win the fight, like I almost want them to get knocked out at that point. Like I like Izzy, you know, yeah. like I like him. Yeah. But I'm sort of sick of it. Like it was the Anderson Silva thing for years. Yeah. Like I just fight, man. Like go, this is a fight. What are it's, we doing here? I don't know, man, but it was, it was a very interesting fight just how everything kind of just turned around, especially when, uh, I forgot his name, but he was, Pereira. He, he, no, the other guy. Oh, Adesanya. Yeah, yeah Adesanya. Yeah. He literally almost took him out if he had like five more seconds, ten more seconds. Oh, okay, yeah, early, Before yeah, right. that, uh, that round ended. And then from there, it kind of just started plummeting downhill from there, which kind of sucked because it's like, man, if you would have took care of businesses and the You good. You still champ, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that was, pretty, that was pretty interesting. And then um, Sunday, went to church um, with a few of my good friends, family and stuff, and then had a little something at the house. You know, did a little barbecue and then just 
played games, just had a good time before I took a flight back to uh, Baltimore. Very cool. Sunday night, so. Very cool. Calais, what about you? How'd you spend bye week? A lot less uh, eventful than this guy, you know. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, young, I'm a young man in, in life, but I feel like an old man in the locker room and stuff. But I went down to, uh, to Miami uh, with my wife and my son. And we just hung on the beach, just kicked back. You know, my son ran around in the water and on the sand, built sand castles, and you know, just kicked back and relaxed, man. Nothing, nothing exciting. Didn't go anywhere. Didn't do anything. Just hung out. Has that changed as your career has gone on? Like when you were younger, were you the? I'm going <laughs> yes. out. I'm, yeah, right. It's changed a whole lot. A whole lot. I was in bed by like nine o'clock every day during the bye week. You know, when I was young, and I'm going city to city. I'm having the best time partying, you know, blowing off steam is whatever you want to call it. But now, man, way different, you know. I sleep, I mean, just, I slept as much as possible, try to get the body to refresh, and then just a lot of time with my, my son. Because when we're playing football. How, how old's your son? He's just two, two and a half. Okay. So, you know, and like, you know, I spend so much time on my body to get ready week in and week out. So um, it's, it's really hard to like, you know, really find that family time during the season. I only get yep. a little bit of time here and there. So the bye week was just making up for lost time with my family. I got to ask the question, how big is your son? He's, he's young, but like, do you already see? Like, yeah. Oh yeah, he's huge. Really? <laughs> he's huge. How big? What's you know, the percentile? No, I mean, yeah. You know how the doctor say in the percentile. What's yeah, the percentile? Yeah, yeah. Well, he was kind of off the charts for a little while, but, you know, 99 percentile. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's about the size of a four-year-old, you know, the wow. weight of like a five-year-old. I wow. mean, the guy's huge. I don't, I don't know how personal, was it C-section? Like, did it? No, no, regular. He was actually only seven pounds at birth. Seven oh pounds, five ounces, yeah. Like little guy, but sprouted up quick, you know. Wow, man! <laughs> wow, that's crazy. So that was your—that's your—that's your first son. Yeah, my only child. Yep. How much is that? We always like when we talk to the guys who become parents. I was like, I've got two little boys. I got a seven-year-old and a five-year-old. Has utterly, completely changed my life. Rita's oh. got an, an adult son. Like Rita's. Yeah, Rita. my son's grown. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this is your—that's your only child. Only child. So so okay. You, you as a person who had a child fairly young, a year out of high school. What made you wait so late to have a son uh, or know, a child? I always wanted to like, just kind of like travel and do a lot of things yeah. that people always told me. I actually I had siblings, so I've seen what you know, children do to parents because your life becomes about them and you don't get to do as much. So I always wanted to kind of travel, see the world, live my best life first. And then once I got to a certain age, settle down and start having kids. So everything went according to plan. I think it was a good decision. You All know? Right. So how many kids <laughs> Would you like to have? You know, maybe one or That's two it. more. So you you know? Okay, yeah, a couple. So we'll what see. about you, Tyus? When you decide to have a family, how many kids do you think you'd like to have? I mean, being the only child, you know, I've, I've been around other guys who have siblings, and you can see just how fun it is to be able to interact with them. So I would be okay with maybe like three, two or three, four at like, the, the most. Off. Yeah. It sounds like a nightmare. Ty's going to have like eight kids. Bro. No, no, sir. Nowhere close to that. But I think it's just cool to be able to have siblings and just to have them around, get to see them grow up. You see a lot of athletes, you know, with kids and just seeing what, they, what they're able to do, man. I want to be a part of that. Yeah, man. Bringing my son to the football field and seeing how excited he gets, like bringing him on the sideline. I mean, it's like a dream come true. I've always like seen him with other players and like wow. always envisioned that for myself. Yeah. But I wanted to delay and have kids later. So it's kind of like, I don't know if he's going to be able to do that. And it's so cool to be able to play long enough 
and be able to see my son come on the, on the football field and like run around and just like be in that environment it's so cool and as big as he is and he's an athlete like you can see it already you know you can just see the way he moves when he's about to run into something he's to adjust like he's an athlete so can, can we would, would, would you be okay with him playing football at a young age yeah, like yeah i think the, i think we're proper coaching if you get the right kind of coach because i was lucky you know uh, growing up i had a really good coach that taught me how to play the game the right way at a young age. And those habits stuck and allowed me to do it well my whole life. And I think that like, you know, um, you know, you worry about like CT and all that different yeah. things, you know, but I think if you learn how to play the game the right way with your head up, tackling with your with your shoulders, your arms, you know, you know, running your feet and, you know, wrapping and rolling, I think there's a right way to do it. And I think if you could do that and teach them at a young age, It'd be great. Now, it's a battle I have to have with my wife, though, because she's definitely going to make me try to really? win a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really going to be his decision, you know, and I can see already he, he he loves football. I mean, every time it's on TV, he gets super excited. He's like, Daddy, Daddy's on TV. I'm like, I'm sitting right next to you. What you mean? <laughs> That's so cool, man. That is so cool. It's the Tyus Bowser Show, Press Box and 105.7 The Fan. Uh, Tyus, there was something that we didn't hear you mention on the list of things that you did during bye week. Did you see Black Panther or not? I haven't seen it, but I want to. I, I really I'm, want to see it. I didn't get to see it this weekend. We're going to go next weekend. Okay. Rita did. Calais, what about you? Did you get... You know, uh, I really wanted to, but uh, I lost that battle to my wife. You know, she wanted to. Like, we were in Miami. She didn't want to go to the movie. She said, we could do that in Baltimore. So I mean, our I, next date night will probably be a movie I, night. I, I do get I want to talk about Black Panther. Yeah, no spoilers. <laughs> I want to talk about it. How I do you handle... Look, if Tyus would have saw Black Panther, we was going to have a conversation about Black Panther because <laughs> this is the Tyus Bowser we, show. We However, however now that he has not seen Black Panther, I can't talk about sorry, Black okay. Panther. On the next show, we're going to talk about it, all right? That's two weeks from now. We're going to be moving <laughs> on to something else, No, we're not. No, we're not. You know what kind this? of society this is? Oh, my God. <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how, how, how urgent should we go see it? Now, yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. 13 right. and a half. Give me, give me your... I'm not going to give away spoiler. nothing. But Can it was, you do a spoiler? No, one I'm not. I would not do that because I hate when people do that to me. It was fantastic. Okay. Let me just That's say, all I need to hear. It was fantastic. Okay. I truly enjoyed it. I think you guys need to hurry up so we can talk about Black Panther. Okay. I, 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 Thank you, guys, you. Thank you. I got somebody that's going to talk to me about you it. You guys aren't big social media people anymore, right? Like, uh, so are, I'm guessing you're not too worried about like hearing spoilers or anything like no, that? No, not too much. Okay. All I don't right. really have that issue. Man, in my world, bro, I got to, it's like. <laughs> you got to mute everything. I'm, everything. I'm not even kidding. I'm dodging bullets, man. Oh my like, everywhere, everybody starts talking. I'm like, shut up, shut up, <laughs> shut up, say nothing. I don't think I've seen really too much about Black Panther on social media. That's, it might be based off of who I follow, but for the most part, I haven't really seen anything. I've seen it pop up, but I just knew not to click on it because I already know. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a quick story real quick, though, because uh, for me, I hate when people spoil movies, and this happened to me when I was younger. You know, you know, when The Sixth Sense came out, it was like a really big, like, surprise yeah. ending, right? And I, I was getting ready to go watch the movie, and my mom, for some reason, just had to tell me, she was like, man, it's such a good movie, you never know that he was dead at the end. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. I go watch the movie, and I'm like, the whole time I knew what was going on, I was like, this is, 
this is terrible. So I hate when people spoil movies. Please never be that person. Wow. <laughs> See, normally I make fun of people when people talk about spoilers or superhero movies because I'm like, I'm pretty sure Batman doesn't die. Like, I'm pretty sure that's not how the movie but ends. But you know what happened that's with Black thing. Panther. This is so different right. that I don't know, and that's why it's been more you, difficult. No, no, one part we do know. Yes, we okay. do know somebody's not. One part we know. Yes, it's no, about what happens after that. That's the surprise. And I hate, again, I'm with you. I hate when people spoil something for me, especially if I'm excited about something. Yeah. It's so unfair. So I just, I, I did not really go and tweet that much that day because I was like, I'm going to go see Black Panther on Friday. So Friday, Thursday night, Friday, I kind of try to stay away from social media because people love to give spoilers away. And it really grinds my gears. Mm. So, I'm with you on that. Okay. So, what's the appropriate time? How long does everybody have? It should have been now, quite frankly. <laughs> it really should have. It really should have. Yeah, I think the, like, the protocol should be like one week. You get seven days to watch the movie. Other than that, those spoilers come. I think I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I'm one week. That's the deal. You get a week, and then after that, it's on you. You didn't try hard enough. But it's in theaters, though, right? Yes. And See, that's a, but that's the thing, though. Like, with theaters, especially how hyped that, mu that movie is, I don't like being in there with a whole bunch of people. That's true. I like to be in there once it's died down and, you know, a few people haven't seen it yet like I. And go in there, have a nice seat wherever I want to sit at and enjoy the movie without, you know, especially, you know, us black people when they come to stuff like that. They want to they want to talk during the movie. They want to shout. They want to dance. Why was my boyfriend doing the movie? I was like, be quiet. Exactly. Be I'm, quiet. I've been through that situation before and I'm like, I don't want to go through that again, you know? I want to actually sit, listen find all the little details, tips, whatever they want to show in the movie and embrace the entire thing and really have my own evaluation on it. That's fair. So how long you got to wait until, like Black Panther, you might have to wait like three weeks before it starts no. dying. See, and, and that helps too where they have different times. So I can go at a certain time you where go, like, I know. You like 11 in the morning or yeah. something? Yeah. Well, not no 11 in the morning because I'm at work. <laughs> but I mean, I can go during oh, the week. Man. I can go during the week where there's not really anybody thinking about going to the movies on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, you know? So I might, I might find a time during that. All right, all right. All-time favorite superhero movie, both of you. All-time favorite superhero, yeah. superhero movie, huh? That's so tough. That I mean, like, because the, the last Black Panther really became it for me. But if I go back to, like, my childhood days and, like, really watching it, yeah. I'm a, like, I mean, the, like the Dark Knight series, yeah. was, that, those were dope. You know, yeah. Christopher Nolan did a really good job. But I think, if, you know, but my answer is Black Panther, though, the, the original Black Panther. I don't know if this, this new one's going to top it or not. We'll see. It is better. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> That's Whoa. a big statement. Tyus, what about you? All-time all favorite superhero movie? I always like the Spider-Man series. Dude, the, wait, which one? The first, like the- Yeah, like, there's a lot of Spider-Man series. It's a lot of them, I honestly can't even tell you which ones. Like, Tobey Maguire is my Spider-Man. Yeah, are you a Tobey Maguire yeah. Spider-Man? Yeah. Okay, yeah. got it. Definitely. What about that one last year when they all came back? Dude, that one was, that was tremendous. I'm gonna have to go back and see Homecoming, Spider-Man, Homecoming. I'm gonna have to go back and see That was tremendous. That That's was probably the best one most recently. Okay. Dude, so good, so okay. good. Um, all right, so we had somebody come up and, um, Say something that came up to meet you during the break, brought up the Super Bowl. Calais, you know, we, we've been joking about you being a little bit older, but we know this is part of the story, right? Like, you're getting to that part of your, your career where that's still on the table, that's still significant. Um, do you guys talk about it? Like, do you have conversations in the locker room about the Super Bowl, or is that 
You gotta. Avoid. Or are you superstitious mm. about it? Because yeah. that's, that's kind of how that goes. I feel like uh, you don't want to talk about it too much because you don't want to look forward. You want to stay present. You want to stay in the moment. But you have to have the vision. You have to know that it's really possible. And I think when you have a veteran team like we do, and guys that have been around for a while, they know like, hey, this is a little different. You know, we're you know halfway through the season, and we got a really good feeling about where we're at right now. And so you let your mind wander there a little bit, especially like on a bye week. You know, kind of reassessing the, se- the season and stuff. But, you know, I mean, that's the big reason why I came back to play football again was because I want to be a champion. I know in my heart I have what it takes to be a champion. I know this team is special. So I'm like, man, you know, let me ride Lamar's coattails to to a Super Bowl, you know. And so that's the big reason why I'm here. But at the same time, I know that, you know, there's a lot of teams that want to be a Super Bowl champion and a lot of teams that are worthy of it. And the person who's going to ride off in the sunset with the trophy in their hand is a team that works the hardest, a team that's willing to sacrifice the most, a team that's willing to – to put the work in and, and do it. And so from, from today, you know, the rest of the season, you know, we had a little bye week, I had my break. The only way we get another bye week is if we, uh, if we run the table and get that first, the first round bye, which is, you know, uh, always a nice luxury to have, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. We just want to get in the dance. Tyus, what would it mean to you? Look, I know you want to win a Super Bowl for you. Like, I understand that. Yeah. But we, I mean, you just nearly made me cry talking about. By the way, this is a weird bit. I don't like this bit the last couple of weeks where you've been getting me all emotional My talking bad. about these dudes. What would it mean to you to deliver this man a Super Bowl before his career is over? It'll mean everything, man. Like I said, just because of the guy he is, you, you get around certain people like that, and that makes you want to go out of your way to see that man happy, you know? And I said that with, you know, uh, Justin Houston. Yep. With him not having one yet and me wanting to give him that, that championship, especially knowing how hard he works, how dedicated the sacrifices he makes, what he does for this team and, you know, outside of the facility, what he does for us. And those type of guys deserve a championship. They deserve to be happy. They deserve to go about the rest of their careers knowing that I'm a world champion. And to have that opportunity with the group that we have, man, I feel like I feel like we're capable of doing that. So. I love that. I love that. All right, make some more noise. Tyus Bowser, Clayus Campbell, ladies and gentlemen. I got a quick question before we go somewhere else. And to add to that, obviously you re-signed with the Ravens. Calais, you came back in the offseason. What made you guys want to come back here? Is it because you felt like this team was special? Is it because of the organization within itself? What made it a priority to, for you? Because obviously you guys had options, but you decided to come back here. What was the driving force of that? I mean, for me, like you said, just the organization and the guys that we have. You know, my mindset is always to win a championship for this organization. And I hope that's, you know, everybody's, you know, mindset. But, you know, I can't speak for everyone else because everyone has other different situations and things they have to deal with. But mine is to be a world champion and to see guys like this have it because of the type of group that we have. We have a great group of guys who love each other, that want to see each other succeed and do the necessary things to be in that position and just what we've done you know office wise of being able to connect the dots and bring in the right people and having the right coaches and the culture there you want what other place would you rather be to win a championship so that was a big reason why i came back no doubt yeah. i uh, i say um you know uh, when i was a free agent this offseason and i decided i wanted to play football again you know, uh, I had a few offers from uh, teams that uh, were willing to pay me more money that 
you know, I knew they had a chance to be good, but just weren't sure. And then I had some offers from teams that, you know, you knew were real contenders. And then, uh, you know, but, uh, but when Baltimore, you know, came to the table, it was like, you know, uh, I just started going through the process, like, what's, you know, what's the deciding factor? And uh, I know I'm like, man, I'm familiar with the guys in the locker room. We have a good bond, a good relationship. Like, I love those guys already from the last couple of years together. The coaching staff is awesome. You know, they do a good job of pairing us, you know, taking care of us. And, um, you know, just the, the atmosphere, the city as a whole. My wife loves the city. We have, a, you know, a great place here. My, my, you know, uh, it's just, it was, you could it just, I had a feeling like I was like, man, even if we, you know, don't win the Super Bowl, we go out there and we give our best shot, but we don't win, we fall short. I have a feeling that I'm gonna have so much more fun in Baltimore than anywhere else just because I love the guys. I love the locker room. And so I was like, man, you know, we had a good chance to win. I know we do. And, I, and that's the number one thing I want to do is win the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, win the Super Bowl, ride from the sunset, you know. But at the end of the day, I know that's very hard. And the journey is really what it's all about, you know, going along with the guys, you know, you know, fighting for it and giving everything we have, but enjoying the journey, enjoying the ride. And doing that with this locker room, with these guys, man, it's, it's, it's special. And, uh, you know, I mean, every day I've been just like, man, that's a great decision. I'm so happy coming to work every day. I, I get excited to come to work. I know we're talking about the bye week. I was ready to get, the bye week, it, was, it lasted too long. I was ready to come back to work, man. <laughs> Can't wait to get back in the locker room with my guys. That's great. All right. We're glad you're back. Trust me. We're at Mother's North Grill. They just brought us a feast, so we're going to dig in for a second. When we come back in, I'm going to find out what slit film turf is and why I hate it. <laughs> we're going to do that next. Uh, thanks to everybody who came out. Thanks to Maryland Vascular Specialists. We love them. Thank you, Alice. Uh, their team of surgeons is Maryland's leaders in ethical arterial procedures. This is the Tyus Bowser Show with Press Box.